0: This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics.
1: And this is Jacob Brass with Longleaf Fertilia. And you are listening to
0: the Herpeticulture Podcast, which is part of the
1: Herpeticulture Network. Enjoy.
2: Improves it, right? You know,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Can man, only
2: make an interview with me better. <laughs>
1: that's
0: right. I had, to call, I had to call the cops like two weekends ago because they were just down there screaming at each other, and I'm like, can you all at uh, least do that in your house? Like, why you got to yeah. do that in the front yard, man? Like, uh, I didn't even call like nine one one. I called the non emergency number because they yeah. spent so much time down there. I was like, they're fighting again. Can you guys just come break it up or something? Like,
1: just uh, make them shut up. Yeah. I'm
0: something to sleep. It's yeah, we like, had papers so like quiet. Uh, yeah, it's been so quiet the last couple of weeks for whatever reason. Like they've been busy doing other things, and then for whatever reason, on like a one Sunday, it was like one in the afternoon, you know. So yeah, okay, good times. Uh, yeah, but here we are. It's episode one hundred and sixty-eight of THP. I'm Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics, and I'm Jacob Ross
1: with uh, Longleaf Reptilia.
0: Longleaf
1: Reptilia, yes, sir.
0: Uh, this show is brought to you by blackboxcages.com check them out facebook instagram uh got any questions about any of the black box cages and racks hit us up i'm in the process of posting some new sizes that we're dropping here soon we got the sliders now so i'm gonna post about those um i just have to get better at photoshop and getting the pictures out of the picture and uh not quite there yet and figuring it out and spent about an hour last night and then got frustrated, gave up and, and went to bed. So, yeah. Yeah, Uh, man,
1: there's, there's more and more people getting from black box, man. I feel like I have people every other week messaging me about, you know, their equipment and asking me some questions and, and anybody who's gone from man has been, Nothing that has been you know nothing but satisfied, no no disappointment in any aspect from them. So definitely check them out. It's one of the highest quality PVC racks in the industry right now,
0: for sure. And some of the best lead times. Oh yeah, Def- Definitely weeks. the best lead yeah. times
1: that all. That that's far none.
0: Here's a it's a crazy but, concept. You order a cage or a rack and you get it before the next Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> How wild is that? You won't yeah. have a box randomly show up at your door and you'll be like, what was that? Oh, yeah. I ordered this like three years ago. It comes with a time capsule and everything in it so you can take a walk <laughs> down memory lane. You don't get any of that with Black Box. You just get your stuff. Yeah. And it just shows up. And it's there and it's packed. Their packing is is legit. Like Phil was blown away at how well they had packed all his stuff.
1: So Yeah, man. it's They're their... Above and beyond, best of the best when it comes to PVC. So, definitely check, check, definitely gotta check them out.
0: And then, Steve Snakes Raring his Venom Hot Sauce. Check that out. Cottonmouth is the bomb diggity, that's where it's at. And uh, if you're getting his hot sauce, you're helping him with his rescuing of herps in All the types of stuff, Louisiana area. Yeah. um. He's doing public outreach. He's doing education. He's relocating, all that good stuff. So, if you were getting the hot sauce, you were helping him out. And uh, it's just, it's good hot sauce, too. If you like hot sauce, great hot sauce.
1: And then once you finish it off, you get a cool little souvenir Mm -hmm. you can display in your snake room afterwards. They all got cool little pictures on them. With uh, labels, it's a really cool thing to have. I still have my bottles. I need to set them up. I had moved not too long ago, and I've yet to get everything settled in certain places yet. But I'm, I'm, I still have the bottles. I need to wash them out and uh, put them on display somewhere in here for sure. They're cool. Definitely cool bottles. We still need to get his latest uh, latest hot sauce, man. Give that a, give that a go. Is anti-venom. Good stuff.
0: Well, this week, we are joined by the one and only Dr. J, Justin Dulander.
1: Hey, guys. What's up? What's going on, man? <laughs> Certainly he glad was... to have you on kind of a whim episode. He did. Yeah. He did uh, come
0: in, like, fly in at the 11th hour. <laughs> Happy and to be here. But we haven't That's had you on nice. in a while, and it's been yeah. like I've been wanting to get you back on. I just know that you're busy. You guys have been doing a lot of herping trips and stuff lately. Like you're doing the Reptile Fight Club now and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's a harder to last pick time We had you on because it's been what two, three years since. Yeah, it's been on, a while.
2: Yeah, i I've mi- missed you guys. It's, yeah, uh... that was
1: that was all before my sabbatical, so we know that was yeah. a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess the
0: like the the Texas recap chips, kind of Texas trip recap. Mm-hmm. sort of counts Oh yeah, um, yeah and true. then i don't know if you've hopped on snakes and stogies at all or not um, it's all becoming such a blur i don't think <laughs> i
2: have I, I should i should pop in there once in a while yeah yeah that's it hyper yeah, likes I, to pop in yeah he does <laughs> yeah <laughs> we were we were listening to your show when we were in when we were herping in uh, arizona for the first time um and he started talking about how Owen couldn't herp. And Owen's li- listening to it going, <laughs> wait a second, how does he know how I herp? <laughs> yeah. And then he nice. found a club the next day. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Redemption. Go. Take that hyper. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, yeah. man. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, the uh last like 15 minutes of the of the last snakes and stogies was a bit of a if yeah, I don't know if y'all have listened to that or not, but it's a bit of a train wreck because it was what we were a, I had stupid questions about Australia, like do they have Mexican restaurants? Just because that's the kind of thing i do. well, okay. don't no, 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 know. Wait, wait, before we move on from that, what was the
1: answer? Because, like, he I said they do, it. okay. I, I was just yeah, I was curious, I kind of they don't so, have but... chilies,
0: which well, I think that's, is crap. Nice way, yeah, yeah. Like, that... They don't know what they're living without,
1: yeah. You know, you have lived to so you got this chicken, chicken yeah, and man. they.
2: they... They love McDonald's, like it's, it's really <laughs> strange. Like, or yeah, they're, old, <laughs> they're like, God, ah, take it, Macca's. Yeah, take it somewhere Macca's. good, and and they take us to Macca's. I'm like, no, I said somewhere good. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, old birch. I Macca's. could literally throw a rock in an
0: America <laughs> and hit a
1: McDonald's. Why are you yeah. taking yeah. Me here? Exactly. Yeah, that's good. that's funny. Yeah, yeah, no, when I heard, because I actually saw a video uh the other day. It was Justin. It was the same one you sent to the group. But I saw it, like a couple weeks before. I think it was Phil. And uh, somebody was catching a carpet out of a uh, Macca's in, <laughs> in Australia. I was like, what the heck is a Macca's? And like, straight <laughs> up it's McDonald's. I was yeah. like, what? Yeah, Phil, Phil was like, look yeah. at
0: that stripe. And I was like, you can't even see the snake. You can see the sides, but you can't see like the actual. guy. He's <laughs> <kind> of <laughs> like,
1: well, what stripe? It's funny, I've been following that guy for years. He's uh, that what I can't remember his name on Instagram, but he's a snake catcher in Australia, and uh, I've been following him for so long. And it's, it's It's been cool to watch him kind of develop as a, the as Gold a snake Coast guy,
0: is it Gold Coast? Yeah, no, yeah. it's um,
1: Brisbane. It's, not Gold, it's not Gold Coast, um, it might be I don't know, something Coast mm. snake catchers,
0: Palmetto but, Coast, no, <laughs> no
1: they because they're cool. <laughs>
0: but,
2: sunshine sunshine coast oh Central that might coast. be
1: a- S- sunshine snake catchers yeah that's yeah. it yeah that guy he's been he's been posting a lot recently
2: Ah, uh, cool yeah they, those guys deal with a lot of snakes um yeah. so it's it's nice to follow them because you see the variety of stuff that you know they see over there so yeah he's cool. probably
1: the most cautious australian snake handler i've seen mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, it's always good yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: It only takes uh, once, I guess, oh, to yeah, teach yeah. you. Yeah, you know. I haven't had that pleasure yet, so I hope yeah. I avoid it. But yeah, it's, it's, I, I don't do a ton with But I mean, I guess when we found that, uh, Clob, uh, Owen spotted it, and then we we're trying to find it kind of in this wreckage, you know, a bunch of stuff. Uh, uh, ac and stuff and so we're flipping stuff trying to find where it went and i'm like wait i can hear it rattling and i look down it's right between my feet I'm uh, like, oh there it is oh, <laughs> but it was it was a pretty small one but yeah
1: know, yeah yeah it's it's funny doing stuff like that it's like it's funny knowing when a snake is like in your general vicinity because like mm-hmm. when this was several years ago i went and actually um gps tracked eastern diamondbacks on oh, an okay. island here mm-hmm. in Beaufort. And um, it was funny, so I was with a buddy of mine who was uh, working on his uh, master's degree. You know, He was mm-hmm. a herpetologist and he was studying Diamondbacks. And he had all these animals GPS tracked, and it was funny because you follow the GPS, and you get to a spot where that thing's just singing, and then it's like, Okay, spot the rattlesnake, where is it? <laughs>
2: yeah, you know? it you're close so enough fun. to hear it, but not, yeah, you can't, yeah,
1: see it's on they, you it's 30 feet, feet of the tree.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: always quiet, not a single one of those diamondbacks rattled really? us, you know, oh, it was that's just cool. your look because it was always just spotty, you know. Mm-hmm. And, It was just a really cool experience, but yeah, it it was so funny just getting into like this circle and you're like, all right, don't really move, but like, look. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was super fun.
2: Yeah. Sometimes they don't make a sound until you're right on top of Mm -hmm. them. Like I'm telling you, man, the
1: cane, even the cane breaks around here, dude, I've I've lowered because at the plantation, I did my internship at for school. You know, it was either I catch the cane breaks or they killed them. So I just kind of caught them and moved them across yeah. the property type of deal you know yeah. and i was like yeah i took them down the road you know <laughs> whatever but um so i i caught several of them dude and i mean i've literally lowered cane brakes into a bucket and did not didn't make a sound until mm. i tied up the bag and then they were singing you know and it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, wait a second it's i can't crazy <laughs> yeah. where go yeah it's it's wild how calm they are down here but then that, I go to Texas and the Western
0: Diamondbacks. Oh, yeah. are Western Diamondbacks, up sick, though, they're nuts. You know, yeah, those are in their own sort uh, of category. They're crazy, yeah. man.
2: The Great Basin rattlesnakes around here are pretty easy going. Yeah. Kind of like the canebrakes. Yeah, they don't tend to rattle much. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Cool. Well, I remember here <laughs> at one point or another, there was something about like rattlesnakes are across the board are rattling less, and I think it's because they're evolving to the point to where they know if they rattle now, they're going to be like. Going to be in yeah.
1: They're gonna be so
0: like that's really you know, interesting. That, wow, that's, that's really just cool. like it's the opposite of what was originally supposed to be the purpose of the rattle, which was mm-hmm. to let something know you're there. And now, be, I guess it could be through selective breeding. I mean, it seems like yeah. it would be it would take the a much longer time, last, yeah. yeah. And it, I, I mean, if you think longer timeline for that to really take it, hold, but.
1: And if that is, like, the case, if you think about it, like, that could be selective breeding in a sense that the ones that aren't singing as much are surviving longer. Yeah. You yeah. Know? so yeah. those traits are getting passed on. So It could be a method to it, you know. That's Yeah. When there's, there's one a mut- in
0: particular, I don't remember,
2: but there's a mutation in some populations where their tails are curled and they can't rattle and mm-hmm. so i I, oh, wow. I that uh western diamondback that we found near where the black tail was yeah. in, in west texas that one had that it, its tail was all messed wow. up and kind of curled around and it, it didn't rattle at all and that was a western diamondback and you're like this thing should be yeah buzzing, you know
0: yeah, crazy yeah i almost I missed it because i walked going on because it was just yeah. it was fairly lethargic yeah yeah, like it wasn't yeah. very active it didn't seem to be all there like mm-hmm. so maybe it was yeah it could on have its been way out or something. injured
2: or yeah sick or something yeah it's hard to say but
0: cuz i remember yeah. it being deceptively chill
2: yeah, but that's, like I mean, that's ones. what I've been telling everybody, you know, when I talk about rattlesnakes, I'm like, you know, don't kill them or you're going to have a bunch of ones that won't rattle, won't give you a warning. I'm like rattlesnakes yeah. are the most polite snakes out there. You know, they let you know yeah. right where they are yeah. and I mean, tell you to like, get back. And I mean, what, what more can you ask for? Yeah, you know? man, they're, they're hesitant to bite. Like they just, you know, they just stand their ground. They don't go at you. you know, yeah. They don't usually strike, you know, unless you get really close. So yeah, what and a, what a so nice fun. snake.
1: And that's why, like, it irritates me so much. Like, I, ha- I knew a guy, you know, actually at the same plate- plantation that I worked at. He told me he was working in the shed for, you know, several hours. And he had walked in and out of the front door to his shed six, seven, eight times. And he said the last time he was going out, he opened that door and a canebrake started going off. But that thing had been sitting there for yeah. hours. And he uh... walked right by it. Six, seven, eight times. He's like, Yeah, you know, once he let me know he was there, you know, I whacked him. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, Dude, I mean, he showed you what. You didn't know he, he was is. there, like, like you had yeah. no idea he was there. He had he wanted nothing to do with you or anything yeah. else. Like he just wanted to wanted you to go so he could leave too. You know, like
0: mm-hmm. that's, on, that's, I just I like, can't wrap my head around that either because I, I mean it. I hear it at work all the time. Yeah. You know, some of the one of the ladies I work with, she's like, oh, I, you know, I see a good only good snakes a dead snake kind of thing, and it's like mm-hmm. you realize your chance of being hurt by them is literally zero if you just yeah. leave them alone. Yeah yeah it's like it's such uh, a new, like the best way to not get hit by a car is to stay out of the road like, yeah <laughs> i don't it, it, it,
2: if they're honking yeah. at you get out of the way yeah, you know? it's it's not, I mean, yeah skydiving don't exactly go
0: skydiving like, yeah you
2: look
1: at a rattlesnakes rattle like a car honk you know? Yeah, a car honks at you you're gonna go you know
2: like, <laughs> yeah get out of the way yeah I man
1: yeah. that's yeah. The, the only yeah that's uh Yeah, the only calm Westerns I've ever come across were like fresh neonates. One time Mm. I found like a group. There was like seven little landmines laying around in this little area. They were all just like super chill. You know, I was kind of hooking up, moving (laughs) them around a little bit. This was a long time ago, you know, back then. I think it was actually the same day I got bit.
2: now that i'm thinking about it yeah i found
1: several rattlesnakes that day and the last one the last one got me but yeah Yeah. the same day i got bit i found a bunch of little babies (laughs) in this area it was super cool
2: that's awesome
1: Um, it does
0: it does really it hurts my soul man when we see pictures of like eastern diamondbacks in particular Mm -hmm. you know because it's like to me if you've ever seen one in person in the wild like it's incredible. It's the equivalent of mm-hmm. seeing like a great white or like a, yeah. you know, a a tiger or something. Cause it's like, there's something so just freaking regal about them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's a powerful animal. Like that's a, it's an animal that just, I mean, dude, it's one, of,
1: it's one of yeah. the biggest vipers in the world. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're, they're in the top five. I know that. But, but even,
0: know, even the smaller that, ones, the ones huge. that aren't monsters are still like, that's, that's, that's just oh, like yeah, business mate. man you know yeah, yeah. so sure. anytime i see just people on facebook at least here locally and they've they've killed one and stuff you know it definitely mm-hmm. it stings a little more than more than other species for me because it's like those aren't getting any easier to find so yeah yeah, yeah. man you know? i mean
1: the eastern diamondbacks i mean they're they're just uh, such incredible animals i've never so like I, they're they're still on my bucket list, technically, even though I've tracked them. Justin says they still count, but I disagree. Like tracking them to me, that's not like you know, it's not my life. It's cheating, you know? yeah, <laughs> yeah. To me, it's cheating. So it's like i have never naturally found an eastern diamondback, dude, and it's it, like mm-hmm. it, it kills me. Like I want to find that. I want to find one in the wild so bad. Yeah. Um, but they're just, they're so far and few between, man. Like, I've heard plenty mm-hmm. of people, you know, stories from, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, man. There, You couldn't go anywhere without seeing Eastern Diamondbacks around here. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, good luck you know like we have to track them on a specific island where they're conserved Mm -hmm. you know and it's actually a military base here and they tell the marines like do not kill these snakes like this is a conservation thing like they're being tracked they're being you know monitored like do not hurt these animals you know because they're, they're one of the only places around you you can still find them
2: yeah it's sad yeah. that military bases are becoming you know useful uh yeah wildlife uh preservations yeah That's well i mean crazy. you think
0: about it especially like the ones we have here because we have an air station and mm-hmm. then we have you know the marine corps recruiting depot a very large well especially the air station like a lot of that is just land like there's yeah. nothing there yeah you know it's like all fenced in like it, you hop mm-hmm. that fence or anything like you're gonna have the uh, yeah. military police on you in a heartbeat yep. um
1: it's right on the, it's right on the water and it's and perfect. yeah yeah that right on the yeah. salt water is perfect you know, and then the recruiting depot. Yeah, it's literally an island. It's you have to go, go back.
0: Water. You have to go to the back so far that it's like you're not. If you're out there already, they're they're automatically going to know you're doing something you're not supposed to because yeah. you're in an area that they do the training and stuff like that. And it's you know so
2: there's a there's an island like that off the coast of Western Australia near Perth. that's uh it's connected by a road, but it's a military yeah. base on the island, and you're not supposed you can you can uh, boat out there like kayak out there, but you're not allowed to go on the road out there and you can't stay after dark, but they have a population of carpet pythons out there. Uh, the Southwestern, uh, uh out there. And I'm like, I, I want to oh. try that. I want to rent some kayaks and yeah. paddle out there and go see if you can find them. Cause it's like this population has that, this really weird disparity between male and female sizes. And so, hmm. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. There's a pretty good population out there, but kind of the same thing where you can't really go out there. So there's nobody out there, you know, killing them and stuff. So, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. One of my one of the things I really want to do, especially now that one of my old co-workers is back working with me, mm-hmm. um, we have, you know, our our county is made up of islands, you know, like yeah. everything is basically an island. But we have islands, several islands that are only accessible by boat. And a lot of them, I know, Mm -hmm. and a lot of them are big islands. Like, there's one in particular that has you know, you know, hundreds of people that live out there. You know, there's, I mean, I say hundreds, I don't know how many. There's, there's quite a few people that live out there. Yeah, the Fusky, yeah, the Fusky's got a lot,
0: got a lot of people. Yeah,
1: it's a ferry. There's a ferry that goes, you know, you can rent a golf cart and go around or whatever, but there's all types of smaller barrier islands that are not habited by anybody. And it's like, I want to island hop for these things because I can only imagine the stuff that could be on these islands. You know, like think mm-hmm. about the the potential corn snakes that have been there for you know however many years that have millennia you know, bred and you know just the different kinds of stuff you would find. And I know you see diamondbacks out there because I've had people have diamondbacks swim up onto their boat. Mm-hmm. in the middle of the river you know yeah. like i have a buddy that that happened to you know <laughs> so it's like i know diamondbacks are on all these islands and it's it's something i really really want to do like soon i'm thinking towards fall i might try and get out to defusky because that's a little bit easier of a trip you know you can just hop on the ferry but any of the other ones you need somebody with a boat so. oh, okay
2: defusky i'm looking for it is it it's oh there spe- it is yeah, yeah. it's yep. spelled kind of funny. Del yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Kind of by Hilton Head.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, you have to it's leave
0: Hilton Head to get there. Uh uh-huh. yeah.
2: That's cool yeah, no, yeah it would be fun to explore uh different islands like that it yeah it looks I, like there's a bunch of them too some
1: yeah there's there's um, several and i mean you can get on all of them you know yeah. from boat the would be the easiest because you can hop on a ferry mm-hmm. take you over and then you can rent a golf cart and just explore the island mm-hmm. at, at your pleasure You know? <laughs> yeah so yeah. that's i really want to make a day out of that and you know go explore Defusky because i know mm-hmm. so we actually do i'm a inspector for our county and we have several construction sites out there and one oh, of really? our other yeah one of our other inspectors goes out there every couple weeks to inspect and he's got to take our boat mm-hmm. and um, I, I asked him one day i was like hey talk to the maintenance guy out there and see if they have any snake problems out there and so he did because i interested in him with you know asking and uh, he was like, "Yeah, man, they got you know all types of people with chickens. They were always complaining about snakes taking their eggs and this and that." And I was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> like, let's go."
0: <laughs> Jake's gonna stow away in the hole. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah no, it been, looks like, like it's developed though, right? There, there's
2: yeah, there's like I mean, it's businesses kind of and stuff, but yeah, yeah there's 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 own little, it's, it's own little, it's own little world. Yeah, but it, lo- it doesn't look overly like it's not like mm. suburbia or anything. No. It looks like a no. lot of wild wetlands. It's and all,
1: stuff. It's all dirt roads, um, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I, I've been out there several times, you know, for, I mean, I say several twice. I've been out there twice for, you know, inspection purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's a very like, yeah, there's development, but it's not like all trim yards and all of that. You know, it's very minimal, you know, with tree removal and stuff like that. You know, yeah. we, we really try to keep the tree removal to a minimum, especially nowadays with all the construction happening. Um, so yeah, it's still a very, you know, yes, it's getting built up, but there's still a lot of rural areas, you know, and there's Mm -hmm. some areas that are completely abandoned, like old buildings that nobody goes to that are completely, you know, inhabited. And I'm like, Oh man, that's all juicy, (laughs) baby. Let's go. (laughs) I
2: I didn't realize how close you guys were to Savannah. We were in Savannah for a conference, like back in early 2000s uh and i I remember i went out from the hotel uh, just to go see what i could find you know just out into the brushland that was near the hotel and and saw a couple like i saw legless lizard and Mm -hmm. uh, a couple other things then like
0: not not a wildlife refuge not far from the bridge yeah you straightened down there you got to pass all the strip clubs and stuff but you know (laughs) yeah but uh i
2: i like spent a lot of time. I got all bit by, you know, insects and scratched up pretty good. And then I went back to the hotel and there's like somebody looking in a tree next to the hotel. I'm like, oh, what you, what you looking at? And he's like, oh, there's a snake in here. I'm like, oh, cool. Ah. And then I go up, you know, I check out the snake and then I walk up the, to the balcony to the hotel and then everybody's looking over the edge and I'm like, whoa, what you guys looking at? Oh, there's an alligator swimming down below. I I didn't need to really leave the hotel. There's all this wildlife (laughs) right on the, there's like an old, like, displaying at
0: each other Mm -hmm. but yeah it was it was kind of cool i
2: i uh, wish i could have got out to some of the wildlife refuges out there but
0: i haven't been to any of them either i've i've got a buddy that lives down that way and he he's been to uh, been to them a few times i mean they go herping but not like collecting or anything like that just to you know see what they could dig up and definitely seems like like prime real estate so i just
1: I mean, honestly, like in Savannah, like we have, I mean, obviously when you get more into Georgia, like there's a lot more WMAs and stuff. But like, if you're only in Savannah, if you want to stick in like that kind of general area, like our side of, of the line is a lot better for like WMAs and mm-hmm. stuff. I have awesome. several WMAs that I frequent and yeah. they're, they've produced a lot of stuff. Nice. A lot, a lot of stuff. Yeah. So it looks like a good area.
2: Just looking yeah. at the yeah satellite mm, it's view. awesome it's awesome man yeah. I,
1: there's one there's one that's like absolutely my favorite man i found i have found everything from rat snakes corn snakes mud snakes cod mouths cane breaks, you know he's mm. produced so much stuff for me i love going to this wma it's, it's 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 amazing
2: that's cool what's the best time to herp out there spring yeah like yeah, how, early. how early
1: early early like as soon as it gets warm like my so i kind of i kind of narrows it down my
2: yeah because here it gets warm in like june (laughs) you know
1: yeah (laughs) so here for us it's like
2: like march april or earlier
1: well or like sometimes on the year so there's it it really depends so in april we have warm days in april but Hmm. like it's hard to plan because we'll still have cold days yeah. where nothing's it's moving. not consecutive and, and it'll be like yeah.
0: a week of warmish weather and then it'll yeah. go back to being cold yeah. And then it'll so warm that's, back
1: up that's and where i screwed up with a that's where i screwed up with a buddy of mine so mm-hmm. we had several warm days that were in the 80s i was like yeah man come down you know he's came from new york <laughs> yeah and the one week he came down it was like 50 degrees all mm-hmm. week and i was like dude <laughs> i'm sorry i still put him on a cane break yeah, up, yeah which was his yeah. life for rattlesnakes that was great you know yeah. we just got like it was literally fit like 56 degrees out when we got Break. it was yeah. it was crazy but so now my rule of thumb is anytime after easter it's like it's game on it's full force you know yeah. yeah anytime after easter because that's what my mom told me i was complaining to her i was like i feel terrible it's now she was like man you always know there's a freeze right before easter <laughs> there's that yeah. one you don't know yeah. when it's gonna happen but it's like okay so now my rule of I, thumb I do- is yeah
2: yeah, I do a conference in D.C. every year, and so I was thinking one of these years I just need to drive south, hit up yeah. Benson in Virginia, south Southern Virginia, and then keep going. Hit, you know, hit up Keith McPeak or somewhere. Wherever he he's in further north of you guys, isn't he? Or he's moving to South Carolina or North Carolina. McPeak? Um, yeah yeah I'm not i sure. think so it was somewhere in north there. carolina but... once he retires i think they're uh building a house out there somewhere and moving nice. a little further south out of jersey yeah. so yeah hit hit him up come visit you guys uh, that'd be fun yeah, do a, do a week uh the east coast herping that'd be awesome yeah, but, yeah, dude, and it's I usually know. in like mid mid april late april so kind of good it sounds like out. an okay yeah. time maybe <laughs>
3: yeah
1: oh yeah no dude mid-april mid-april is still gonna depend on the week but yeah man it could be yeah. it could be very very good there's one day i went out like the first day it was like warm warm dude i walked one one dike like across some water you know because it's mm. on. it's like planted duck fields on both sides and i walked this cross dike i call it Cottonmouth alley
2: no cool dude
1: i walked down this thing the first day it was warm i found five cotton mouths wow. just walking down this one stretch of road you nice know, and yeah it's it's wild like as soon as it gets warm everything is just is rocking and rolling right away over here so i'm sure there's a lot of birds out there that i haven't seen oh yeah even if
2: it's cold i could catch some birds yeah i forget all this stuff And like i we get the painted buntings (laughs) oh that'd be sweet yeah i I, saw one in texas but yeah i haven't seen one yet really yeah
1: oh dude i could put you on a painted bunny at yeah. my parents house <laughs> yeah that, that's nothing man i'm a yeah. big i love my birds my birds man cool. i'm a big justin oh, yeah. makes fun of me all the time <laughs> yeah but,
2: I get, yeah i get the same same flack yeah we <laughs> yeah, oh, those yeah. herpers turn birders you know yeah. it's just never looked on the,
1: <laughs> yeah the, no <laughs> i love we get a lot a lot of different waiting birds around here yeah um mm-hmm. have you ever seen like a yellow crested night heron
2: no Any just my pictures herons? but yeah, yeah. I, we have yeah. a the green herons and
0: uh, there's some sort the, of night is heron. It the out great blues—is yeah. that the big blue ones?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, the great so
3: blue herons are all
0: over. Huge. Here.
1: We yeah. have the great blues here, which yeah. are the most common. Then we have little blue herons. We wood have the green we have green herons. We have mm-hmm. wood storks. We have tricolored herons, which are oh, one of my favorites those are cool. Yeah. Yeah. Those are really they cool. don't occur
2: out here, but I'd like yeah. to see one of those. Yeah, dude. they're awesome. Doc have would have a
0: the, field day at that little cypress oh yeah. wetlands area yeah, in Port Royal, dude. <laughs> yeah. There's a little so boardwalk. Like it's so one. bizarre. Well, go ahead, Jake.
1: Well, at that at that boardwalk, that's a big brooding area for yellow crowned or yellow mm-hmm. crested night herons, and then yeah. there's also black crowned night herons all around there that I see. Um, we get white ibises, we get glossy ibises. Oh, cool. Um all all types of waiting birds, dude. I I love them. They're so cool. I have I literally have the best picture of a yellow crown night hair and its mouth is open, its tongue is pointing straight out. It's like one of my favorite pictures I've ever taken.
2: That's awesome.
1: It's fantastic. Yeah, man, I love I love my birds. I love my birds. There's so
2: many too. And they're (laughs) so I mean it's so much easier than herping in some ways i don't know and,
0: man yeah you sometimes Texas, you yeah. were pointing stuff out and i'm like that's that's a that's a blackbird." and you're <laughs> yeah. like no you that's this and at... it was like yeah. They're it flying helps to have a good zoom lens he's just like yeah. that's this yeah. and that and that and i'm like <laughs> you I gotta have it. the zoom lens yeah. for yeah.
1: for the birds man so what and we actually get so i at, at, Don, at donnelly wma it's a uh wma i frequent you know it's mm-hmm. one of my favorite places for birds and reptiles
3: yeah um
1: they'll get um uh, red-winged blackbirds mm-hmm. by like the thousands oh, and you'll cool. just see like this swarm of black just like flying Man. through the fields and it dude and it's deafening how loud they are yeah. once they're in the woods and like <laughs> up in the trees i was walking a trail one time and they were everywhere and i was like this is insane <laughs> you know?
2: that's and, cool
1: it's so fun, man. Yeah, I
2: get. It. I got to do a little trip to the east coast. One
1: of these. Yeah, days, Yeah, yeah. I, I dude. I, I we would want to start talking about birds a while ago if I remember that because <laughs> you would love, especially Donnelly. So Donnelly, it's normally the first freeze that's actually the best for a lot of the waiting birds. We'll uh-huh. get we'll get all types of stuff. You know, actually, I have another WMA that'll get swans mm-hmm. when when it freezes, and so that's yeah. that's really neat to see, but. Yeah, man, it's crazy. And a lot of the WMAs here are specifically for waterfowl. Yeah. So that just attracts all the waiting birds, you yeah. know, and literally anything else. So yeah. It's, those it's are
2: really usually cool. the most productive, just in yeah. terms of number of species and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. 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 They're, they're awesome. <laughs> yeah. We get gross beaks around here, too. I don't know if. We uh, yeah. Seen those we had
2: some evening gross beaks at our feeder and some black headed gross beaks in our yard so i see a couple different species nice. but i that haven't seen so the there's like a uh crimson or some you know mm-hmm. some kind of rose-breasted gross yeah. beak or something that i haven't seen around here yet but yeah yeah that's very awesome, cool
1: man. i love yeah. them they're some of <laughs> my favorite birds to see uh-huh
2: yeah, yeah, I think I could nerd out pretty good on birds. <laughs> do, if it's cold, I'll go do birds. If it's warm, I'll do herbs. You know? Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's how it goes. Just, <laughs> so, I, just an excuse to get out in the field. Yeah, but, you know, exactly. Something, something to do. Mm-hmm. I need to get back into photography, bad man. I've been on a lull for a while, but. Yeah I found
2: sure. I found any my my iPhone works the best because I always have oh, it with me yep. <laughs> as long as I can get I mean not for birds necessarily yeah, but I've birds. got my Nikon P1000 which is again. i mean that's that's the, a the fantastic best camera oh, it's so birding. great for birding yeah yeah, yeah you can do
1: that zoom because i actually you know i knew somebody with a p1000 mm-hmm. and it was like dude they could be 100 yards out and you can get that thing <laughs> yeah. in a frame no it's Full not frame. gonna be the best quality at that.
2: <laughs> yeah point, yeah exactly you can have a picture but you it's can id counts. it yeah that's yeah, yeah, that's exactly. what you need yeah that, that's, that's uh, a yeah
1: That's probably, that's the best point and shoot camera out there, man. Yeah. That's a fantastic.
2: fantastic I love that thing. It's it's a lot of fun. Works pretty well for the Herbs too. You can get in pretty close. Uh, Although, yeah, again, I usually switch over to my iPhone if I'm... (laughs) photographing herbs, so yeah yeah.
1: yeah yeah it's a very dynamic camera you know you can mm-hmm. be right up on something it's got all the different you know the macro modes which yeah. actually surprisingly works like, yeah uh, yeah it's uh, it works it's, well
2: it's very camera. versatile <laughs> yeah you can yeah. do all
1: types of stuff with that thing man yeah for sure but.
2: yeah all right schmitty we're done talking about birds <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, just waiting for Jake
2: to
3: shut up.
0: I'm sorry,
1: man. Yeah, no, I could. I don't. I, I don't get yeah. the bird out with anybody because all <laughs> y'all make fun of me. So I just like <laughs> shut up in my corner about my bird. <laughs> yeah. But. No, Nipper, I mean, Nipper, was in into birds.
0: Yeah, was, I get yeah. it because it's Cause like oh, they're yeah. everywhere. Bird, yeah. It doesn't matter where you go, you're you're gonna see something, you know? dude. Yeah. And it's
1: like the it's literally the next closest thing we have to reptiles, so everybody can shut up. Like, hey, hey, birds are reptiles.
0: They're hey, classified in that's what i So that's what
1: yeah, I'm they're saying.
2: just the feathery reptiles. Exactly.
0: <laughs> What's new in the world of Australian addiction?
2: yeah just trying to keep up with all the babies that are come hatching out we've got uh several clutches of western Stimson's pythons uh got some couple clutches of inland carpets so i'm really happy oh about nice yeah Very nice I, now i need to set them all up that's <laughs> that's tomorrow's the uh, job or oh, saturday's yeah. job but and then uh uh some jungles got some jungles hatched out some um and then I got a uh, litter of blue tongue skinks or two, and then uh, pygmy spiny tailed skink, a depressa. I got a little oh, baby cool. of those. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. nice. It That's was awesome. it was actually two babies, but one was stillborn. I found it, you know, a week or two after the first one was born. But yeah, yeah cutest little things ever. That's but, awesome. Yeah, dude, that dude, dude, sweet. Baby Are they just miniatures
1: of the are... adults?
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah Dude, babies, so cool.
1: baby skinks are the cutest things in yeah. the world man like they're uh-huh. they're so crazy like with those massive heads and uh-huh. these, like tiny little bodies they're so yeah. cool i love baby skinks yeah it's i found a
0: be. i found a drawing of an agernia, and i was gonna make a shirt out of it mm-hmm. that said like a gernia gang or something stupid and yeah i just <laughs> i was looking at it and i was like you know the there's like two people that will get this and it's gonna be you <laughs> and phil <laughs> yeah like other than that i feel yeah. like it's just gonna go over a lot of people's heads like, be like what the hell's a gurnia you know?
2: <laughs> yeah they're they're cool lizards though they I'm, are I'm, they're
0: little little tanks man yeah kind of yeah spiky got, pine cones with legs
2: um three species so the tree skinks the pygmy spinies and the hosmers uh spiny-tailed skinks mm-hmm. the Hosmeri. so yeah they're a lot of fun i'm enjoying i just uh, cool. set them up with uh Cages, uh, these uh, exoterras that I did up with like fake rocks and fake logs and stuff. So it's pretty sweet. Okay. Yeah.
0: How big are the adults? Like, what's the max size on um, comparison uh, to kind of like a blue tongue? I'm sure that, I mean, obviously, oh, yeah, smaller. Like,
2: but... The Hosmerai are, are probably one of the bigger species They're They're kind of like Giggies maybe a little, even maybe a little longer than a giggy. They, they have a longer tail, which I mm. found out can break off. I thought all the spiny oh. tails don't lose their tails. And I picked one up to show some friends and I kind of grabbed it by the tail and the tail came off. I'm like, oh crap. I didn't know they did that. And then I picked up the other one to show them and then it flipped its tail and it came off. I'm like, what are you doing? What is it, going on? In my, front of my friends. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was not, it not a, that wasn't a good day but um, oh. so they're they're probably like what half the size of a of a blue tongue oh, okay like maybe oh, maybe wow. get like maybe up to 10 12 inches long so yeah. and they're one of the bigger ones the pygmy spinies are only you know five six inches long so they're oh cool they're pretty small yeah
0: there's just some man those like little species and stuff about like when desert lizards that i just like the xenogamma yeah taylor Eye yeah. like Mm-hmm. ever since i saw those at the jacksonville zoo i saw just a little group of them in a tank i thought that was like the coolest thing ever i'd never even heard or yeah. seen that species before until i went and saw them yeah and i've been uh, like obsessed with them since and at some point i will get some maybe yeah. i don't that's just such a they're miniature Euromastics, man oh yeah, like, yeah it's just the coolest little lizards and i'm like how come <laughs> phil leets is the only person doing anything with these like come on <laughs> yeah they, they so were cool. important
2: i remember when they started bringing those in it was like Early two thousands or something, or maybe even late nineties, but they, uh they were importing them, and all of a sudden, like I have never heard of this. What is this thing? You know, some of them had those blue so cool. throats and blue yeah, faces yeah. and stuff. I'm like these things are cool, yeah. yeah, and I think a lot of people like bought them up, but then yeah, nobody really was successful with them. Mm-hmm. But Phil seems to be not. Bill's been them out freaking killing, yeah. <laughs> He's he's awesome. Phil's, yeah he does a good job with those things. So, I want
0: to yeah. get him on at some point, but you know, yeah. it's one of those things where it's like I know Bill always needs guests for Lizard mm-hmm. Brain, so I'm like try to like let the lizard stuff sort of float more his way. But yeah. Phil also does so much stuff that I feel like he's
3: he's. Yeah.
0: He could have a whole, you know, THP episode easily. And for sure, because you know, I love Euromastix too. That's one of my yeah, soft spots yeah. in lizards. You know, my first lizard ever was a Euromastix. And
2: uh-huh.
0: I miss keeping them. Like they were, they really are fun lizards. But yeah, yeah.
2: they require that that yeah. really hot. Yeah, They're like just surface. I mean, it's like oh, you almost have to specialize in them because, yeah, you know, yeah, you can't yeah. keep many other things that hot. Maybe some, you know, monitors or something.
0: But the Ackies yeah. are the closest mm-hmm. thing I think I'd. Yeah, I compare them to but
1: it, it always trips me out with animals like that the fact that you don't give them a water dish yeah that that it's always it always <laughs> bugs me you know like that's <laughs> said something it's yeah. why i'll probably never keep rosy boas uh, you know because you can't you can't leave a water dish and then in there with them full time you know yeah. and it's just like I don't know. up or they don't yeah. do they
2: even do well out there I, you know i mean i've heard some like desert species just don't do well on the east coast because it's too humid in certain areas or
1: i kept so like green
2: rats or something you know somebody's saying yeah yeah,
1: that's right rats would be a little harder Mm rosy boas i mean i kept them in like south south texas and you know the humidity like yeah it's not as bad here but it's Mm -hmm. still somewhat humid out there and the Rosie was fine as long as you only gave it water for two days out of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, just ridiculously
0: that, it, small water bowls. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: you know, and even then, dude, I mean, you couldn't give her a water dish. You know, she would regurgitate like anytime mm-hmm. you gave her water for more wow. than two days. You know, yeah. it didn't matter. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it was just a matter of keeping the water, you know, in and out, which I mean, mm-hmm. I wasn't, to be honest, I wasn't taking care of her um I, I mean i wasn't early days was ta- yeah she was being taken care of but uh-huh. i was like this isn't my snake oh gotcha, gotcha you know type yeah. of deal yeah i wasn't yeah. neglecting the snake or anything was <laughs> like that thing like i was holding it one day and it's just like latched onto my hand out of nowhere and i was like yeah this thing sucks <laughs> yeah but they can
2: be little sharks those yeah, yeah those rosies are can they're be really feisty cool. which really? is weird because in the wild they're never i've really? heard they just don't bite in the wild like they're never feisty That's odd. but then you bring yeah. them into captivity and they're yeah. like little sharks always. Dude, the one it, I, had, I think it's it just a horrible response. yeah yeah uh,
1: yeah because it was weird it was just like i was holding it and it, it was always chill mm. like it was never like wiry you know but like i was holding it and all of a sudden it just like put its nose into my hand and picked up and i was like don't <laughs> do it and it just grabbed on and just wrapped around i'm
2: yeah. like Why? I, I wonder if it's because they're, like, nestrators and, like, human skin is, like, yeah. a pink rat or something. You know, yeah, or something maybe. A little neonatal rodent. Texture is reminiscent. Yeah. yeah, I found it's gotta one. Be, man. Yeah, <laughs> gotta man. got take advantage. Yeah, it's a big one. It's a whopper. <laughs> I've
1: always liked them. Like, I've always thought they were yeah. really Dude, there's some gorgeous just, ones diff- out there. Yeah, yeah, and they're just different, man. They're mm. unlike any other boa out there. And yeah. they're kind of just, like, their own thing. But, like, yeah. you know, they're just weird snakes man like they're cool but like that whole water thing like i i (laughs) i I don't want to deal with it here yeah you know, I deal with, I deal with stuff, you know, within my realm and, you know, I keep stuff that's relatively the same care, you know, across mm-hmm. the board. So yeah, it's that type yeah, of thing. Yeah, and that's messing. kind of the
2: secret to success. Yeah. you trying to yeah. diversify too much. And, yeah. yeah, it'll mess up your tricky. routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: especially, you know, it's one thing if you're keeping like smaller amounts of animals, but once you hit, yeah. you know, 50 plus animals, it's hard yep. to maintain. You got to
2: specialize to some yeah. extent.
1: You yeah, know, at yeah. least at I, least I, didn't I never
0: got that you. memo. <laughs> well,
2: at least like the same type of care, same right. environment. You know, keep it, yeah. you know, I don't know, temperate colubrids or something, or you right. know that kind of thing. Specialize right. in something that requires the same care. I, you know, because I like most of the stuff I keep kind of needs the same type of requirements. Some I might have a light on them, and others I'll, you know uh keeping cages with maybe less lighting or less like not a, like a heat lamp or something mm-hmm. more right. belly heat or something but yeah
1: right yeah No, everything i've got i mean they pretty much fall under the same realm of like ambient temps and then i change hot spots from colubrids to pythons to give the carpet mm-hmm. something a little hotter yeah but i mean you know one One group gets fed once a week. The other group gets fed every two weeks, you know, and then a couple get fed every three or four weeks. So it's like, everything's pretty much the same, you know, especially with the colubrids. Like I have a ton of different types of colubrids, but they all fall under the same general care. So it's like, yeah, I'm diverse in species, but not really that diverse as far as care goes. You know, There's really not a lot of, not a lot of change from what I do. So it's, keeps everything easier you know you start the, the things that vary a little bit is like my texas stuff i don't have very much texas stuff but i've got some rats like i've got emery's and Thorn Scrubs and mm-hmm. then i've got some brewster county gophers so you know the texas stuff varies a little bit especially with the rat snakes you know but
2: yeah. yeah every time i hear you guys say th- thorn scrub i think you're talking about thorn scrub hook nose <laughs> have you guys seen those, oh, those things yeah. are awesome oh I yeah. Nose, uh, yeah i wish i could keep those those are cool yeah. little snakes little so insectivorous cool. snakes but yeah i also uh, got the uh, blackheaded python some western blackheads that i had there right you go here. i only got two nice. out of like the nine eggs that she laid only That's two hatched awesome. but i was happy because i thought they were all bit yeah. like going down the hit the tube but so i got uh, a clutch of blackheads and a clutch of womas and only two womas hatched out as well so it was kind of a bummer for those i need to figure out what i'm doing wrong with incubation but um i think the the womas it was his first year the males mm-hmm. first year and so um and it could have just been fertility issues cause they went bad real fast and only yeah. two like made it the distance. So, um, and then I hatched out a nefarious Wheeler eye, the Southern cool. banded knobtails. So So another nice. new species. So that yeah, it was a, a good year for new species for me. Bro, so
0: that's <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah. I, Phil has piqued my interest in that group a little yeah. bit too. I don't, I don't know that I'll ever really get into them. I think colionics will come before those will, but yeah. Those are just, they're just some little aliens, dude. Oh, they're cool. They're so cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, that's I the thing, dude. The it,
1: it's so funny. Like, many, many moons ago, I was looking, trying to find like the gecko that kind of fit in. And I actually look at looked at Knobtails for a while yeah. and I thought about pulling the trigger. This is actually while back in Texas when I like kind of found out about them, was researching it. And I really thought about it. I was like, ah, you know. And, and yeah. as I've gotten, gotten way more snakes, you know, I have my group of cave geckos. I have Chinese cave uh, geckos and those are like that. That's enough yeah. for me. That, that I'm
2: probably gonna... fits in well with where you're at. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. The rough skin species do well here. Cause it's yeah. a little drier, you know, yeah. very little humidity. So, um, the, the Wheeler eye complex, the Wheeler eye and synctus, those two species are pretty bulletproof. Like they're yeah. probably the easiest ones to keep and breed and they, they're pretty, you know, they they put out a lot of eggs and so yeah they're and they're not too expensive like the synctus are like you know 150 dollar you know for a baby so they're not too bad bad. yeah Yeah. the wheeler eye are you know they seem to be doing the same kind of same thing as the synctus so synctus have just been around longer
1: yeah 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 no man the gecko like my my cape geckos have just like spoiled me when it comes to geckos i'm like man i really don't want to deal with anything more than this because i mean they sit in they sit in four tubs on my shelf and Mm. you know they're just that ambient i give them bugs and spray them down and i forget about them you know yeah that's the
2: (laughs) that's the leaf tails for me i've gotten eggs from but i haven't hatched those out yet that's one thing i need to get hatched leaf out tails this year so cool, yeah i got some uh phylaris amnicola the riverine leaf tails they're pretty mm. sweet but ah, easy as can be like i just put bugs in a bowl and like when they when it's empty i put more in there and yep. like they always have fat tails like they're always like just doing great so yeah, yeah have you had strophurus yet sure. sure. i i haven't kept any strophurus yet i need i would like to remedy those that are, but they're those really the hard to find too, yeah
0: man. they're they're i don't even care what species mm-hmm. that whole genus is so badass man yeah it's...
2: yeah i've seen wow. several in the wild several species in the wild yeah. saliera so, you know those yellow orange tailed ones up in darwin area and then um strophurus down in western australia um Seen, yeah, several yeah. different species. Will what, you? Yeah, what kills They're me is cool. Mark
0: talked about going out there and you guys, you know, seeing some and it being such a big deal. And he's like, "Yeah, it's a gecko, cool." And I'm like, <laughs> looking back now, it's like, man, come on, it was a stroke. Yeah. Like, ah
2: no i was getting in trouble by the guys for stop because i was driving so i'd stop to look at the you know the silly on the road and they're mm-hmm. like dude it's just another gecko keep going like what are you doing i'm like look at what else thing. are we gonna like, do really we're out here, yeah. yeah come like, on we're on what, like, we're what else in are we Australia, doing <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna
1: stop for all the geckos exactly like.
2: yeah i mean i will admit there have been some nights where it's like okay there's like 50 on the road and you <laughs> you, you don't stop for all of them you know like. In yeah. Central Australia, it was like the fat-tailed geckos, those little diplodactyls. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they split them into a bunch of different species. But i um, trying to think of the the original, like what they were, what these uh, conspic ciliatus or something. Like they have these like little uh, round flat tails that they plug up their burrow with. And so, yeah. you know, they're kind of weird looking, you know, they kind of have a weird sausage like body. And, it's, and so like, you see, Australia. Saw, they were all over out there just yeah. everywhere. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's just another conspic. Keep going. you know. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll take a picture from the cars. Australia <laughs> is just that, that yeah. weird
0: box of like leftover parts that got yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, let's slap uh, this on that. Cool. And yeah. we'll, we'll keep it to Australia. They get yeah. that one too. Like all the weird stuff, dude. Yeah, yeah. And they keep... our spot.
2: Kind of, they keep... Uh, describing new species and splitting off, like m- one of my favorite terms lately is cryptic diversity, where yeah. they have like a wide ranging species and then mm-hmm. they do genetic work and morphological studies and find out it's actually like four or five species. You know, that was with the uh, Guernia depressa. They, mm-hmm. they uh, there were four species that came out of that one, you know, group. And I think herpeticulturalists kind of knew that there was some differences, but uh, then like, uh, they, they weren't recognized by science so everybody just called them depressa and then um but you know we had different like color forms mm-hmm. you have the corals and the reds or the oranges or whatever and then uh the the darker you know depress, which eventually were described as depressive but then they split them into the four species and uh, and that, is it like yeah, legit cool.
0: where they actually, like there was a plenty of, of work done in genetics? Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. The, I mean, sure that it's a thing instead of some yeah. of the other stuff we've seen in recent years.
2: Yeah. The paper showed pretty clearly that they had yeah. some, and and I mean just the morphology and the coloration, like their faces are mm-hmm. different shapes and stuff. And I mean, it was, it was pretty clear and we actually, uh, so one of my friends got busted bringing some back in the U S his, his ex-wife actually, called in the cops oh, or whatever and like yeah tournament so kind of lame like she told one of his competitors and the competitor called the cops and said you know here's what he's you know wearing or whatever wait for him on this plane or and so he you know he had to do like a year kind of uh detention or whatever you want to call it and then um but so the one of the zoos confiscated them. And so they had them there on display and we go to see these things. When we, we were out there for a reptile show, we went to the zoo and we're like, and, and we, they had them all together. And like the, the reds oh, were in right, one yeah, corner. corner. I mean, yeah. It's That's like, come on guys. These are different things. They're like, they're like uh, segregating within the cage. Like put them in different cages. Like you're totally stressing them out. And they're like, nah, they're all the same species. Like, come on, <laughs> look at them. Just look, watch what they're doing. You know, what
0: are you guys doing? So Does it make you feel better though? When you go to a zoo and you see them doing like keeping stuff like horribly (laughs) wrong where you're like come on man like i got this at home and i keep it light years better than this what are y'all doing
2: yeah it's a little frustrating but
0: yeah what do you do yeah
2: there was another there was these uh baby vipers we saw them like they were crawling out of the mesh at the top of the cage and we're like asked one of the zookeepers like did you know you had some baby vipers that were being born and they're like what no where and they took off running like (laughs) oh (laughs) yeah a little sketchy but (laughs)
0: Happened, that happened at Daytona last year. Like I walked uh, by at least two tables, and there's like a ball python halfway out of a cup, just like chilling. Uh-huh. And I'm like, "Hey, yeah. you, 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 know, you, gotta, you got someone trying that. to get it." And they're like, "Oh, oh yeah, thanks. like It that was like, wasn't, the most nonchalant. Like, uh-huh. shove that it back in, close the lid." that wasn't as
1: bad as daytona last year so billy was right next to sim container i believe mm-hmm. and they had a bunch of monitors and stuff mm-hmm. and what is i guess somebody was trying to take one out to show somebody and it got loose no they oh. handed it to someone
0: and it got away from them yeah
2: no right. way. I way look
1: over yeah. and i see this dude like, like four people chasing after a damn
0: it was like an argus or something i think like, <laughs> i forget hitting, oh, hitting
1: this monitor to the ground i was like <laughs> oh god like, that could have been bad <laughs>
2: I don't know if you guys saw the uh, Rick Shine's new book, "So Many Snakes, So Little Time," but I'm re- I'm reading oh, yeah, that someone now. Someone had posted about it. I oh, need, to, need to hunt that. It's down. fantastic. Yeah, it's a great book. I'm I'm only about sixty pages in, but um, he he had he had a black snake, red belly black snake in his office. Um, and it, it gave birth. He, he didn't, he didn't realize it was gravity or something, but it gave birth and he came in. He's like, Oh, that's not very many babies for how big she was or whatever. And, and then, uh, one of his colleagues comes in with a, a garbage can. He's like, oh, I found, you know, is this your snake or whatever? He's like, I, I I knew that you wouldn't be stupid enough to have a venomous snake in, in your office. And so, you know, I just picked it up and put it in this basket. <laughs> it's, he, he's like, oh yeah thanks <laughs> like yeah totally oh, uh no. could have ended poorly for that guy but oh, wow. <laughs> yeah yeah i had a buddy that handed me some red-bellied black snakes that we were touring his collection he's like oh yeah they're great here you know you handed them to me i'm like okay yeah, what do you cool even do yeah. like if yeah yeah i do
0: with it what do you
2: I, like, I held him for a second, posed for a picture, and then gave him right back. <laughs> like, he did the oh same thing God. with the death adder. Like he yeah. handed me a death adder. Um, I'm sitting there with this little death adder in my hands. Like, okay, take it back now. Go, how the did guy. the
0: YouTube guys do uh, this? Like, yeah, geez, he's I player. what? Like
2: I <laughs> that guy was. Do it, man. He, he's like, awesome, no, but it was like, yeah. I was a little little cavalier. I'm like Australia's Australians, man. <laughs> Yeah, Uh, we saw we saw a coral snake in in Arizona, and it was like underneath this brush. So I grabbed it by the tail and kind of pulled it out. You know, it was a pretty small. I I don't know if it could have bit me, but Nipper was not happy. He's like, you dirty free handler. (laughs) Like, I can't believe you picked that up. (laughs) But. Yeah. I'm like you wanted it to get away. Well, come on, man. Yeah, that's yeah. so
0: cool, man. That's that's such a cool group of snakes that I yeah. I really yeah. haven't had an appreciation for up until the last handful of years. And I think as far as venomous goes, that's that's the fulvius are easily my favorite native yeah. venomous that we have. And it's yeah. just and it's it's because they're just so far removed from everything else. Yeah, yeah you know, they're very like, unique out here. I like I mean, how they're
1: they're, they're they're the only you know north american lapid, uh, yeah. lapid we have I mean, mm-hmm. they, yeah they stand it's out just like
0: everything. how you know the toxicity of them how that venom operates completely different from yeah. everything else like mm-hmm. their yeah. overall sort of demeanor of like just shy like they're just yeah doing their thing and don't want to be messed with and like specialized
2: like their food you yeah. know they're eating yeah, yeah. it's pretty yeah. cool they're,
0: just, they're so yeah. awesome and We're really they're everywhere here socks. apparently in my neighborhood and i've yet to <laughs> get to see a live one i've seen yeah. uh, a ton of dead ones on the road oh really road yeah um, and i haven't yeah. seen a live one yet And yeah. it kills me because i got neighbors that are like yeah i saw another one the other day i'm like and like at this point they know exactly if it is a coral or not like yeah they're actually really good at identifying because they uh-huh. send me pictures and they're like yeah it was here again i'm like <laughs> oh
2: are you God. kidding me
0: it's killing <laughs> me man
2: yeah that's that always seems to be the case. Like just people I remember one of my buddies was out looking for milk snakes, which are really hard to find in Utah. And uh he was like he'd been out flipping rocks all day, you know, his like back's breaking and he goes back and his son was at like a scout camp. So he went and stayed with his son at the scout camp that night and like the next morning, like these scouts bring up, "Hey, I heard you like snakes. What's this?" And they they're holding the milk snake. You know, like we we just saw it crawling through the camp. You know? figures. Like, oh, yeah, figures. Come on.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. how it goes. The only <laughs> the only office I've ever found, like you know, herping was literally in south texas i was walking into this you know nature you know trail area where we always frequented to look for stuff and there was a bull snake just scurrying across the <laughs> the uh, parking lot like right there as soon as you walked out yeah my right life in her, the- my life or pitch you <laughs> i was as happy as could be, uh, you know. I still have that picture, and I love it. I was a lot yeah. skinnier back then, which is a weird to think. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I see that picture. And I'm like, man, that was that was such a cool time. Never that's have found a picture of us again or before in my life. But yeah. man, that was that was amazing, and it was just right there in the parking lot. You know, but
0: <laughs> man. that's how it
1: goes, man. You find them in the most random places. Yeah.
3: Do you
0: find that to be the case though? Out where you are where it's like there's all these species that are native that aren't necessarily rare or like hard to find, but you just never see them. But then you see a ton of others like the same, like three or four all the time. And then you have that subset that you just, you'd never come across, but they're not like, uh, protected or endangered or anything like that. They're just for whatever reason, you just never see them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird. Sometimes you'll, you'll, uh, yeah, there's always that white whale species that you you know, you just never see and there's some, I don't know, there's some I think if you know what you're what you're looking for or kind of where to look or how to look for them, sometimes it's a little easier. I, I the ringneck snakes out here. I mean, they're like one of the most common snakes everywhere else, but mm-hmm. out here they're they're really hard to find and they're really big. They're like <laughs> Really yeah, that's large, like the, the diesel species. That would be yeah, weird. Yeah. That would be weird. Oh, to see they're a big ringneck man. They're cool. I mean, they can get up to like two and a half, three feet long. You know, they're huge. No way. And, yeah, and they're like Holy gorgeous. Smokes. Like they don't have a ring on their neck, so they're just green, and then they yeah. have that
0: bright orange and and red. Wow. You know, I've seen pictures, yeah. but I never got it like a context of the size. Like it always, yeah. you know, I yeah. see a picture of a ringneck, and I assume it's automatically tiny. You know, it's just. Uh-huh. A- Dude, yeah the these biggest, things are
1: cool the biggest ringneck I've ever seen because I've found a lot of ringnecks it's funny mm-hmm. because i've I've only really found them in just like really low like underground places like I've seen them in you know storm drains you know while I'm working yeah. you know and it's always just like really wet low lying areas but like the biggest one I've seen is maybe like, six eight inches you yeah. know yeah. like they're yeah blessed. they're I've just really small that touched the foot, you know yeah they're tiny around.
2: these things are a different different animal like that's I, crazy they,
1: man. i think that they've just got them as mind.
2: different like subspecies but i'd, I'd yeah. expect these might be different yeah. species but yeah they're uh they're they're really hard to come by in utah but some people like know how to find them and know yeah. when to look and where to look but yeah there was a Uh, one of the utah field herpers uh, Ry jones he just posted a youtube video and he had like a uh, the last frame in his video was like four of them just sitting in a in a little pile i'm like come on dude now you're just showing off (laughs) (laughs) how do you do do that those are i feel like yeah
0: i've i've only seen the one ring neck and that was just a couple months ago Mm. and you, like, Jake's seen it, a lot of them. I know in the ID mm. groups, like the South Carolina ID group, people are posting them all the time. Like, yeah. I've seen a ton of area,
3: mm.
0: but I haven't seen that many ringnecks. So that's why, I like, that's one of the things where I wonder, it's like, is there, is the competition so offset? Because you're looking at two tiny species that occupy pretty much the exact same niche, yeah. eating the same thing
2: yeah maybe if you see story you're not going to see is it just the fact that those
0: yeah the storaria just won that that turf in that area for extended range and it's like i don't it's
1: odd i don't and i really think it just depends on where you are so like justin and i pretty much so i lived on the island when i was like really young but when i was in the herps i grew up on pretty much the complete opposite side of the county of justin and so like i saw more ringnecks he mm-hmm. saw more steraria i have found very few steraria like yeah. in the areas that i herp or at least the areas that i road crews frequent like i have found a couple steraria yeah for sure but mm-hmm. the ringnecks have been way more abundant but it's been, it's, I'm on the complete opposite side of the county, (laughs) you know? So I wonder if that really does, you know, play, you know, a bigger factor is just depending on where you are is like where they're more abundant, yeah, you know, but I feel like everywhere has, you know, you know, for me, like, you know, having those species that like, no, they're not, they're not endangered and they're not low in numbers, but like, you don't see them that often. I feel like every state has that stuff, you know? And I feel like in general, that's like, you know, a common thing like here for me, it's mud snakes. You know, like we don't, yeah. we have plenty of mud snakes, but they're hard to find because yeah. of their environment. You know, I have I have one lifer mud snake that was mm. six foot six foot plus. I uh, think I heard was, you talk about yeah, that one. Yeah, that's that was cool. one of my greatest yeah. finds to date, dude. You know, I <laughs> yeah. was yelling like a little schoolgirl when I found <laughs> no. that thing. You know, that's but cool. like they're so far and few between yeah. finding those things, man. And, it's, it's and their behavior can kind of yeah. contribute
2: to. That that too because that's the same thing with like the the milk snakes out here is like you kind of have to go out on a night that's you know the clouds are rolling in or there's humidity in the air and things that's the only time they're moving above ground otherwise you're flipping rocks looking for them and you know that can be challenging (laughs) so mud snakes
1: i mean you have to be in the swamp like Mm -hmm. it's very rare like the one that i found on like a pathway was incredible you know normally it's like you kind of see them from a distance and they're in the middle of a marsh or you know this huge mud flat and it's like you know you can't really get out there you know so to find them on dry land is mm-hmm rare so it's just a matter of you know terrain and habitat yeah. that they have it's like you know they Even all the have right every place. every state has those animals that just like they're not in good terrain for you to get to yeah that doesn't mean there's not a lot of them there's plenty of them out there but you don't see them because you know whereas rat snakes inhabit dry land you know where yeah. you frequent yeah. all the time so yeah. yeah yeah
2: we see a lot of themnophis, like the the yeah. wandering garters and the- oh yeah. Um, red sided garters out here and, and, uh, you know, that they're all over the place. If you're in the right habitat, you're probably going to see one. There was a den not too far from my place. And I'd go out there in the spring and you'd see 50 of them, you know, mating balls and stuff. It was pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. But yeah, some are less predictable, but yeah, the, some of those you get in the right area, the right habitat, and you're probably going to see one
3: for, you
0: know, It guaranteed. just makes me wonder. We have so many black racers here, and that's that's what makes me wonder if the reason we don't see a lot of other species is because black racers just mm. have set up yeah. shop. And they just, I mean, they eat anything they can friggin' into their mouths, Yeah. Miles, you know, so. yeah. yeah. It's, funny,
1: it's funny, Justin. I actually meant to message you yesterday because I actually, I had a black racer uh, thing happen to me that I've never really had before. <laughs> um i was actually so i was walking a site right there at ladies island in somerset justin i was inspecting that area Mm -hmm. and um i walked onto a site and the only reason i walked onto it was because i was looking for yellow rats and um so i walked the site real slow looking at everything and i hear something move and i look over and there's a black racer kind of coming directly towards me i was like oh shit you know so i kind of stopped And this thing looked at me, and so I was inspecting silt fence. Silt fence goes around a construction site, keeps sediment the black tarp looking things you
0: see. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So this racer sees me and literally goes straight up the silk fence and goes completely airborne <laughs> and is like completely up in the air and then lands like with his head barely over the silk fence and he's looking at me and he pauses and he dives over the side of the silk fence and it was just <laughs> it was so funny seeing him shoot directly up in the air because he ran up the side of the silk fence and he was yeah, going it so fast me at all. he went completely like sideways <laughs> and landed all funny. It was, They're it crazy. was hilarious. They're, They're really awesome. unpleasant snakes yeah.
0: to, to come across. No, they, are,
1: they are not. I didn't even try, man. I just watched. Yeah, I he, don't. He, so he looked at me and then right over that silk fence and he was gone in a yeah. second. Like
0: I've interacted
2: with a few of those out there. Yeah, they're pretty they're feisty. Fine. Yeah, I appreciate
0: fine, them as a know. native species, but yeah. honestly, when I see them, I'm like, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's usually it, the tail end you're seeing by the time you even it, notice yeah. them, they're like. 20 yards out you know they're, mm-hmm. they're if
1: i have the opportunity to grab one and check it out i will but i don't chase them anymore <laughs> it's like i don't chase one down when i was younger back in the day yeah man any black racer i saw a boy i was running through the woods trying to grab that thing i can't tell you how many black racers i've <laughs> dived out at for and actually succeeded a couple times Not yeah. Me, yeah but you know completely laid out to grab them you know but now <laughs> i'm like yeah i just like to watch them you know, yeah they're, for they're the, cool For snakes. the half a second you
0: see them. Yeah. yeah,
2: those fast diurnal snakes are crazy. We've got the coach whips out here and the whip snakes, man. They are insane. Like, if I find a coach whip, crazy. I
1: will do anything to get my hands on a coach whip. <laughs> yes. that's yeah, that's my species that's probably, that we've
0: got them, but
1: yeah, I've yeah. never everyone, seen like, one. Other, them, other than the one them, that we had I'm, at the yeah. nature center. That I've yeah, we've got, got, got them here, out. but I've never, ever seen one. And that's and ours are really
0: pretty. Ours are that jet black, jet black, that fade into the tan. They're cool. Yeah yeah those
1: are probably at the very top of my bucket list you know as mm-hmm. far as herping like i want to find a coach whip so freaking bad yeah it's, it's not even funny but like we don't you never see them, man like they're. Yeah. To, i mean to be honest like in our area specifically we don't have you know the best habitat you yeah, know I mean? you, yeah you would want to go more work, inland yeah you want to go more towards the sand hill yeah the sand hill area you know around here which isn't a far drive but you know you got to go about 45 minutes to an hour out yeah and then you'll find some more but you know down here you know some of the islands again you know that's you you you'll find them on some of the islands around here but mm-hmm. um they're just you know again it's, it's a perfect example of that species like yeah they're here and you know they're definitely not endangered but you don't you don't see them yeah. someone posted
0: yeah. one in the south carolina id group not that long ago and it killed me man i was like oh yeah they usually <laughs> to see you before you yeah. see them yeah.
2: we were in mm-hmm. california and we saw saw one uh next to i saw it just kind of kind of going next to this tree and then it just disappeared like it just, yeah, just, dude, they just it took off the it. other way yeah. and we oh. Four or five of us were looking, seeing if we could see it, and finally, I think Rob spotted it in the tree, and so we got a couple pictures of it in situ, and then nice. we went for the grab, and I got a got a hold of it, and yeah, nice. we uh, were able to get it out in hand and take a picture. I don't even think it, I don't think it bit me. It might have. Bit, that's a surprise bite, yeah yeah it was pretty i mean it was a younger one but yeah usually those are the ones that are trying to <laughs> bite the most but mm-hmm. yeah it was pretty sweet and then we my my daughter and i were doing a little herb trip down in kind of central utah and um got a striped whip snake which are the nice. mastocopas tiniatus and beautiful like black uh striped yeah those are gorgeous uh, they're, they're pretty sweet so yeah but just those big eyes those faces are cool as hell so man. Cool, man. i just love how
0: they telescope. Yeah. Yeah. You see the pictures of yeah. it's just a he- just a black head, just and yeah. you know they're, they're seeing everything, like they see everything yeah. that's going on. Yeah.
2: Well that central Texas whip snake <laughs> that we that those those folks had in, yeah, uh that thing was the most beautiful <laughs> North American snake I've seen in a long time. It was gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. I just
0: I don't think I saw that one because I, oh, so not... I was so preoccupied. I was so preoccupied trying to train? find was that when we went to uh that was Ladera? the first.
2: Yeah, with with the that other group of groupers
0: found it, and then yeah. we were like, they're totally gonna take this thing with uh-huh. them. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like halfway up that hill because I was uh, so focused on finding like fun. blobs or uh-huh. left or you know yeah. whatever. Yeah, because that was the same trail that we found that patch nose.
2: Yep. Yeah. I like I was
0: so sure that like, was a bear's when I there. saw it because yeah. it had stripes and stuff. I was like, <laughs> right? oh. and then I was like, wait uh. a second. <laughs> it was and a good catch, nose Dude, like, yeah, I man. had no idea that they had those blues on them like that. Yeah. Like yeah. that blew my mind. I was like, this thing's freaking sweet. Like I got really yeah. good pictures on my phone of it, and I was just blown away. It was like I- that's a cool snake. Man. I there saw one is. in
2: Arizona that was just, it had this pinkish wash to it. Mm-hmm. just And I, yeah. I, I, I didn't take a picture or anything. I went for the grab and I totally missed. It. I was wearing glasses and I usually don't wear glasses. <laughs> I only wear them when I drive um and so i was hiking around with my glasses on i forgot uh, to take them off in the car and so i went for the grab and my depth perception was off and i uh, went, down, went down a hole and i'm like oh god That's right, dude, like, funny, sorry the, guys the
1: first it. the first patch nose i ever caught was in south texas and mm-hmm. it was funny because i just saw this big i mean this was for a patch. i don't know they get on average what, like what two to three foot
2: yeah they're kind of around there they can get some size but yeah yeah they're not huge but they're not tiny yes yeah yeah was
1: on the bigger side of it like this Mm -hmm. was like a three plus footer yeah and so i just saw the snake on the side of the path i was like oh shit and i dove out like completely laid out and grabbed Mm -hmm. this thing before it. went into the brush And I picked it up, and I had it in my hands. So I was like, "This is the biggest ribbon snake I've ever seen." You know? and the person I was with, like, "Yeah, that's a patch nose." And I was like, "Never heard of that, but that makes sense," you know. And that was my first experience with a patch nose, and dude. I fell in love with those things, man. They're, they're cool looking. Yeah, they're such cool little mm-hmm. snakes. But you know, talking mm-hmm. about talking about species that you know we have here, but don't really see a lot. Another one that's probably on the top of my bucket list is uh the mole kingsnake.
2: Oh yeah. Those, those are, are cool.
1: those are another native that we have here. Now granted mm-hmm. they're not as not nearly as much in the coastal areas like we have, but I had a buddy one time, he was he's more northern South Carolina. He sent me a picture one day, he's like, dude, what the hell is this? And it was a mulking snake oh. just sitting in the middle of this path. I'm like, dude, I hate you with every bone in my body. Like, don't talk to me. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, that's, those are such cool freaking snakes, man. Yeah. They are some of the neatest snakes around here. They're... That's
0: one that I question if we really actually even have them down here. Yeah, there. There I, I, I really, do. I
1: question. So according to, according to so like if you Google, you know, snakes of South Carolina, you're going to get the southern Georgia in south carolina map of like different snakes and stuff and they say mole king snakes are down here i do question it especially nowadays with habitat destruction you yeah. know and everything that's been going. historically
2: on. maybe they had them and yeah I mean, them anymore yeah i
1: really question if we will if we do have them right now you know i do they're definitely more of a northern south carolina thing you go up north like my buddy who found one i believe was near pageland south carolina which is yeah more upstate border. like
0: piedmont region yeah kind of thing yeah yeah so
1: that's definitely one that like i would love to find a bulk king snake i actually yeah. know connor wardle i believe is keeping some of them
0: oh or there's a whole group one. on them for facebook that he invited Dude, me to it's the caligaston group i want them hmm.
1: bad like i cool. would like if i ever have the opportunity to get more king snakes i would 100 take up that opportunity i think they are just such neat yeah. neat snakes man they're so cool <laughs>
2: Yeah, there's so so many cool species out there for sure.
0: It's it's,
1: it's insane, man. As far as so we
0: asked we asked Roddy this when we were talking about blackheads, but like between the two, do you prefer blackheads or womas?
2: I don't know. They're they're such different species. Like they just don't they don't act very similar you know like yeah the you wouldn't think like,
1: so but like yeah. i have heard that you know like they act yeah really different. Y- y-
2: they look so similar you know it's like oh the only difference is the black head but mm-hmm. um man the, those things are like you i'll touch my blackheads and they're like a giant colubrid they'll try to they'll try to run you know mm-hmm. the and they're right. and they're like you know six seven foot long and um the, uh, the Womas, you touch them and they think, oh, it's time to eat. I'm it's gonna food. Come after me. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. going to eat that, whatever's touching me. And so, you know, they're they're just kind of different in that way. I did get tagged by my blackhead the other day because I, I was trying to feed her and and I wasn't paying attention to where her head was. And usually they're not really like going after the rat, you know, like a, mm-hmm. like a Woma does. Like I'll tongue feed my Womas, but the blackheads usually just have to leave it in the cage and they'll come and get it you know maybe that's the way they were raised i got these as adults so i didn't really raise them up or anything but um yeah they they're just so different so i i don't know i like them both for for different reasons but the Mm. the blackheads are a lot calmer at least you know at least mine are compared to the womas because i can i can hold my womas but a lot of times they'll just think oh I think I'm going to eat now, you know? Yeah, like, this is Grab onto right? it, and they, yeah. they don't let go. And I've heard blackheads are the same, but yeah. when I got tagged, she bit me and then kind of, you know, let go.
0: So it was kind yeah. of a glancing bite more than... Do no, you think it's probably, an intelligence that, thing between the two? Do you think the blackheads are a little smarter, or...? Yeah,
2: I don't know, that's a... That's is a, is it
0: more of a motivation thing, where it's just more food-motivated over... Yeah, you know? yeah they I wonder, because... It's more food-oriented.
2: Yeah, you know? and, and the blackheads probably... I don't know, they're more tropical and and like usually with desert species, it's kind of like Boon or bust and so they just have to take advantage of anything that comes mm -hmm. along and so they they just kind of have that hardwired into them whereas maybe the tropical species are like oh there's plenty of food you know i'll get something yeah that's
1: what i was gonna ask with like womas like not necessarily in captivity but like in the wild are womas normally like at a warmer temperature like more often
2: well you know even the desert like the deserts are, are really S- wide swings for temperatures, like right. the days yeah, will be yeah, really hot, right. and then at night it will get really cold. Right. So, right. Um, yeah, I've been to some some of those central deserts and looking for right. womas or and and it's it's pretty chilly. You know, you got to okay, put a yeah. jacket at night. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and windy. You know, it'll get it blowing out there right. too so but yeah. the food
1: the food aspect of it makes sense you know womas yeah. kind of take advantage like eat when you can and mm-hmm. the blackheads are like yeah you know i'll pass on this one you know like because yeah. i i would think womas eat you know if if that's the case you know i feel like womas would eat a lot more small stuff you know mm-hmm. like you get all the tiny things they can you know but they eat four or five of them yeah you know? whereas the blackheads grab something big and then you know, that'll last them for the week, you know? Or. Yeah.
2: Yeah. it's the, I mean, I, I guess it's hard to say because obviously you're going to catch, you're going to have a better chance of catching something, eating something large, you know, you're not going to really right. see them. Yeah, yeah. small right. things. So, and, and I, you know, blackheads are, primarily uh, repti- reptile feeders. So right. they will mainly, you know, cold-blooded prey, whereas womas are a little more Catholic in their diet. They'll okay. eat just about anything. So, right. um, you know, more... more. Uh, so maybe we, you know, the warm-blooded person opening their cage seems more like a food item to a woma than a blackhead, but yeah. uh, who knows? Like, who knows what they're Yeah,
1: that, that makes a lot of sense, yeah. too. I didn't think about that aspect of it, because, well, yeah, I remember, you know, Roddy talking about blackheads being very reptile oriented mm. yeah so do you mm. think that would come into play with like feeding babies uh, oh you yeah because derek <laughs> talked about you know blackhead babies can be difficult yeah to get going yeah. you know whereas yeah. womas you know i've heard it's
2: Romans are easy. Yeah. Out of the egg. You oh, know, yeah. Like yeah.
1: Feed them a pinky while they're coming out, type of deal, mm-hmm. you know? So,
2: yeah. So, I, uh, this is my first time dealing with baby uh, blackheads. So, I'm learning. <laughs> yeah. I've offered yeah, them true. food a, f- a couple times and, yeah, not even a, they just like can't get far enough away from it, you know? It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. we'll see we'll see how it goes but yeah usually black-headed uh pythons require like assist feeding or something at least for yeah. you know the cold blo- or the warm-blooded prey so i don't know yeah. i'm not uh i don't really have feeder lizards or anything so I'm, i i i do have some like gecko skin laying around so i mm-hmm. usually try to like wash off the food item and then rub it with some gecko skin or something try to get it scented up but
1: yeah
2: um yeah, it hasn't worked yet. But yeah, we'll and that's
1: what that's what Derek said with like mice. He like he doesn't even try to like you know tease feed. He automatically mm-hmm. goes to you know assist feeding and yeah takes two or three and they're rocking and rolling. You know, yeah. like it seems like they pick up on it quick. But like that initial that initial start is what you know what it what it really takes.
2: Yeah, that was a good show. I enjoyed that interview. Yeah, no, I really there. like that. He's, yeah, so. he's a cool guy.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm really hoping he actually makes his way down this way, and we can, you know, hang out a little bit. I'd like to mm-hmm. like to meet him and talk with him a little bit. Yeah, that'd be cool. I had no idea he was from South Carolina. That blew my mind. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> from right around here, he was. He was. He's from. You know. 20 minutes from where I went to college, you uh-huh. know, which yeah. that, that was crazy to me. I was like, Man, I fished <laughs> him, Merles in like all the time, you know? yeah, like, yeah. I
2: just thought know. he was a Florida guy, you know? yeah, I yeah. did too, you know. Yeah. But no,
1: he was raised in South Carolina, that's yeah. home, that's cool. So, yeah, well, that, yeah, was, that
0: was a fun episode,
1: yeah. No, Derek's, Derek's definitely a cool, dude.
0: Unrelated note mm-hmm. Have you ever dealt with egg binding in either snakes or I guess even some of the lizards? that you've, you've dealt with.
2: Yeah, no, I, I just had a female, uh, inland carpet that the last egg got stuck and she, and, and I, uh, aspirated it and tried to palpitate it out and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And it was no go. So I was like, I was worried I was going to rip an oviduct or some, or, or, you know, some membrane down there. Mm-hmm. So I, I, uh, and, and I actually had that with, a uh, Woma Python two years ago um had the same thing she had a clutch of eggs and that or one year ago and she got uh one of the eggs stuck and and i same kind of thing i tried and it looked like there was membranes in between so i'm like okay i'm not messing with that and mm-hmm. and and i i just let it go and and it it took for the woman it was like three or four months later finally i i go wow. to clean out her cage and there's this you know ratty looking
0: rock egg. came out of her No yeah. way.
3: yeah
2: really? so she got rid of it and the same thing with the inland this year it took a, it was a little faster maybe just a because mm-hmm. I, I think it was before the eggs even hatched so it was like a month a month and a half or something and then she finally passed that egg out but wow. when you I, aspirated I it,
0: it though did I, you just take out some of the like just take out a little bit of fluid and just left some in there did you completely like drain it
2: no, I, I just took out something like it seems like with a lot of those eggs, like um, there's only so much liquid that you can pull out without a huge needle, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I think I used a fairly good size gauge, like a, you know, 20 to yeah. 18 to 20 gauge needle. But I think I've got like 16s because um, yeah. the reason I'm asking is, oh, is, that's huge. Yeah.
0: I have a blood red, that blood red female that I've been waiting to lay. She's laid two slugs. Mm-hmm. Her prelay shed was on the 25th. Mm-hmm. And. She's clearly backed up. And so I've been talking with Chris Paint Shab yeah, a little yeah. bit back and forth. And I, I went through like my Mater book. I went through the Corn Snake Manual. I went through what's wrong with my snake, like mm-hmm. dug around online, basically looking at any sort of options that don't involve oxytocin. Yeah. Um, and it's close enough. Like the one that seems to be backing things up. Well, A, hey, I'm at that point where it's like, is she just taking her time or is it? am i at the point where i really like something has to happen like that's the thing i don't yeah. want to do it i don't want to do it prematurely yeah but at the same yeah. time i'm almost a month after her shed, yeah,
1: we're kind of I mean, getting w- into that crunch time say, so you're you're in that period where like you've been telling me she's ready to drop for a yeah. Because she's been she's full like, of eggs you've, like you've there's you've no doubt about it like I she's feel got like a clutch in her she's at that point yeah she's dropping if she slugs. Yeah, she got night, the
2: slugs out. Usually they come out, you know, f- a little bit early sometimes. Right, you know, right. Sometimes and that's they why they I was like, okay, cool. cool. Then
0: she's going
1: to yeah, lay the rest you know, here. Like you the oh, so she's already dropped the slugs? She's dropped two slugs. Oh. Oh, wow. I didn't know that.
0: She dropped one in the egg box, one outside the egg box. And so last night I gave her another lay box with just some drier spag in case maybe she just wasn't happy with the first one. Because like, mm-hmm. it was pretty wet initially. Like, I had wrung it out some more and got a good bit of water out of it. And so i hope, thought maybe that might be part of the problem and i gave her that lay box last night she hadn't used it um i talked to stone about it a little bit last night you know he was like "Soak her, get her moving a little bit usually that that seems to help um so katie soaked her today while i was at work for about half an hour 45 minutes or whatever what i came wife, home man. soaked her what again
2: <laughs> yeah that's cool
0: um still nothing it looked like maybe it had gotten a little closer to the vent but kind of the nice thing is is that it's it's close enough to the vent to where i could reach it with a needle if i needed to mm-hmm. and it's looking like that's probably the route i'm gonna end up going um but i've never dealt are, with this before and so it's one of those things are they things, moving,
2: like I said, are they moving the, toward the vent more or are they are they uh, at the vent because a lot of times i you know i i guess i wouldn't necessarily consider them egg bound unless it was like you know at the at the vent and just not coming out at least that's what kind of these ones the ones that i've had i also had a pygmy python that did that too and mm-hmm. she she almost took uh like eight months before she passed the egg so i've seen it from you know like wow. a month and a half to eight months between you know having their clutch mm-hmm. and but but that's only one egg you know they're only retaining right. one egg this and i would imagine everything. Yeah. I'd imagine a,
0: a whole clutch would be a lot worse than one. A. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah, like I said, it's just the timeline yeah. of the whole thing. Cause that's what happened with that female conjurer of mine is she got egg bound, but she had a prelay shed and she went off mm-hmm. food. And so I was like, okay, cool. She's going to drop soon. And then, <sighs> you know, within yeah. a week, she just, she, she deteriorated so much that she just rolled on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would have done something had I thought that maybe something was up. But like I said, she went through like the normal timeline of things where it's like prelay, okay, refused food, sweet eggs are coming, like no big deal. Yeah. And then finally it was like, okay, she's looking worse.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, and it just it she just it didn't didn't do good. I feel like for her. So I feel like kind of worried calendars... the same thing's gonna happen here. I mean, it's a corn snake, so they're they're considerably tougher, I think, when it comes yeah, to this kind yeah. of thing. But it's just do I do something or do I wait? And it's like you know, there's really no going back if you continue. Yeah, to wait. but a the, month after the prelay shed is not normal.
2: Yeah, what what is normal for corns? I don't know.
0: Like two to two three weeks. weeks. Yeah. Oh, man.
2: okay. So she's quite a bit overdue. Um. So. Sometimes, well, sometimes the I like the prelay shed is is sometimes uh, not the not the most you know like ovulation is when you can definitely count down, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. pre lay shed can vary, you know, sometimes they can miss it or sometimes it can, they can have two or, you know, that kind of thing. So, so, you know, I I wonder if uh, it's so hard too, because like, if you don't act soon enough, then it can be bad. If you act too soon, it can be bad. So it's like, you're kind of, I guess with these, I just figured, you know, if I mess with them, it, could make it worse and so i just kind of let let nature take its course and let them kick out those eggs on their their own time scale um i don't know as long yeah hydration is really important i Mm -hmm. think for for females with eggs and um so as long as she's hydrated and and uh yeah, that's hard to say. And, well, that's why and, you I wondered, know, you don't know if the more you mess with her, the more she's right. Because you know, I tried
0: like or... talking to Chris. Chris is like sometimes I have females that definitely seem to be a little backed up, and so I sort of palpate that first egg, and it you know it's almost always a slug, and it just pops out, and you know everything else yeah. goes on normally. Yeah, and this one like I tried palpating a little bit, and it really didn't move much. So I was like, okay. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we're looking at it. It's probably if I had to guess, maybe, an a half inch from the vent it's okay. not far up so it's pretty but close. it's definitely yeah. much more swollen than the rest so it's like swollen at that egg uh, and then after yeah. that it's all fairly normal like there's um, you know so i'm wondering if maybe it just needs to be drained a little bit yeah to help her pass it so i don't i don't know and, and mostly you know, like um, i don't even care about the clutch at this point it's like yeah, i really just want to make sure get that, that she doesn't pay, and then she'll probably you know depending on next year if she you know if i I, she may get a year off i'm not sure but Mm -hmm. it's it's frustrating i've never dealt with it before so i was you know asking a lot of people that i know that deal with a lot of corns you know i talked to eric uh westmoreland who we had on corn stars not that long ago because he breeds a ton of corn so i was like surely he's seen something like this with the number of corns he's produced Mm -hmm. um talked to sarah at sarah's snake shop because she's dealt with a lot of corns you know talked to stone i talked to chris i talked to you know I looked around everywhere just within the last 48 hours or so. And I'm, I'm stumped because I also read something about, you know, uh, intramuscular injection of calcium gluconate Mm -hmm. helps has a sort of a, I guess, a similar effect to the oxytocin, Mm. um, in that for whatever reason, that calcium has some sort of effect and how, I guess it's a, it's a neuro thing because you're looking at the calcium channels, I guess, with the response of the muscles and things like that. I don't, I don't know. So,
2: yeah, it's, is it, is it just stimulating kind of those contractions or something Mm -hmm. like an oxytocin type thing? Yeah, Yeah, I, that's a, that's a hard call. Uh, it it sounds like, I mean, if you've got one egg, that's obviously more distended than the others, I think drainage couldn't hurt, Mm -hmm. you know, if, if you're not worried about the eggs. Uh, I'm I'm really not.
0: Like I said, at this point, I just want to make sure that i don't want to i'd feel horrible if she she rolled and it was because i just didn't act you know yeah i want to at least try something you know and that's the that blood red pair in particular was a gift from tyler brooks and Mm -hmm. and jeremy at canixis working group and or Mm -hmm. canixis co-op and stuff so i'm like kind of feeling bad because it's like they gave me this pair to like carry on that line and it's like i'm gonna find Uh some way to screw it up so well
2: yeah it's not on you necessarily i mean those things happen despite our best efforts but that's the downside of working with live animals but um yeah you also have to
1: remember those are relatively new snakes too you haven't had them long yeah yeah so it's you can't really can't really put that on you
2: but i think you know the longer you wait for uh, to to aspirate the you know and things kind of firm up as the longer it goes yeah. you know the that the fluid inside the egg kind of hardens up and you know pretty soon so i I'd, I'd probably go try to yeah, aspirate uh, um, yeah yeah
0: i mean it is stressful and it's like i told rob like with this kind of stuff like you can go crazy with worry like we've talked about in the, in previous episodes and stuff or you can sort of tackle it with a level of excitement because it's something to learn that you can mm-hmm. now add to like the toolbox of things you've dealt with
2: sure yeah you know? so it's like yeah.
0: yeah I'm worried about my snake I don't want anything to happen to her but at the same time mm-hmm. it's like all right I've never dealt with this before like time to time to hammer it out and figure it yeah. out you know yeah. there's, I, I, I like that like, I don't necessarily want to say challenge to sort of downplay the situation but you know there's like a To get to be better as a herpetoculturist, it's it's one of those things where it's like, I want to figure this out and I want to so that if I ever have it come across again, like the prolapse with baby chondros, like Mm handle that. It's like now I'm not worried about it because I have like I have a solution. I know what I can do. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, Is it a sugar solution? Is that what you have? Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Which I actually wonder now, thinking about it, if if just a bottle of like caro syrup or the high fructose mm-hmm. corn syrup would work just as well as Probably mixing so. the hell out of granular sugar into water until it turns into paper pretty much the same yeah. thing yeah um
2: that's true it's so. it's a mess to deal with <laughs> like that yeah sticky it there. is yeah, yeah.
0: gotta rinse the snake off and stuff afterwards yeah. it, it yeah. worked like a charm and i haven't i never that's had any issues with that snake afterwards Um
1: man I, that's one thing i was literally just talking about prolapse snakes with somebody the other day. I think it was just one of my co-workers got randomly brought up and I was like, yeah, that's something I never want to deal with with snakes, man, mm-hmm. is prolapse. And yeah,
0: Something my uncle says all the time, because he was a, a, like a construction. He did construction, so he did contracting work, and then he was uh, did a couple tours overseas. He was a contractor there, too, as well as mm-hmm. being in the Marines. And he said, nothing's scary if you understand it. Yeah. Yeah. And so now it's one of those things where it's like I've dealt with mites. I've dealt with, uh, you know, the prolapse thing. Like I've dealt with snakes not eating. I've dealt with all kinds of stuff. But once you've handled it and you have a firm grasp of, of what it is and that it's really not as serious or as hard to do as you maybe thought it was from the reading and the videos, because there is sort of this like sky is falling. Yeah. Feeling of like, no, I don't I know st- what to do.
2: I still feel that way about mites. <laughs> I don't yeah, want see, I, I it's don't been know. it's been like a decade since I've had to deal with those, but it scares. Yeah. Me. I don't want to ever do I hate mites so yeah bad once they, they get better. to a certain
0: point, yeah, it's a total nightmare. <laughs> yeah. but if you it's, can catch them early enough, like, yeah, they're, they're, yeah the, the that, nice thing is they're easy to kill. it's just once they get yeah. the numbers you know then it's
1: that
2: spread through a whole room I mean it it's, Dude, a, with it's
1: mites, just a pain I hate it. with mites you just like you have to get it in quarantine like that's the yep. thing with mites is like once it it's like they're not bad with in quarantine they're not bad at all in quarantine Very yeah if you can if you, can if you can
2: limit it yeah yeah but if they get into <laughs> your, in your collection, collection. good oh, it's luck a nightmare yeah. Yeah. have fun you know although i i am curious to try out like yeah, i mean if it, it uh, ho- hopefully it never happens again but if it does i'm thinking about trying those predatory mites those sound
0: like a like a really nice way to, I go. just want to see them do their thing, man. I don't want to yeah. see them eat, like, I want to see them chase I, down a mite. And I know? got some of that
2: frontline spray. And well, so okay, this I, I got a pair of rough scale Price. pythons when they were yeah. like, you know, uh, earlier on. I think I, I mm-hmm. think they were like six to eight grand a pair. Woo. And so Woo. I, 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 yeah, I bought uh, this was for a customer. So he paid for them and I was going to yeah. ship them to him in Europe. And so I was housing them and, and like, all of a sudden I'm like, what are all these, you know, specs and like, what's going and it? and yeah they came why are they mites. moving i'm like pep- how this is pepper it is
0: moving it's got how is
2: somebody sending the world's rarest you know python with mites like what is going on here so you know everybody's like of course you know if you got it from this the supplier then you should expect there would be mites and i'm like i did not think of that you know yeah. and and it was too late they'd kind of spread to other cages and stuff and i'm like awesome and it was like a, a couple months after i got them too like it was mm-hmm. really yeah. delayed or something that's and the so, odd thing about them is like
0: you notice mm-hmm. them but by the time you have normally like if they've gotten really bad they're all of a sudden everywhere like overnight yeah, you yeah. went from not seeing any to them being yeah. And if you're not
2: expecting them, you don't like look for them. You're not studying the animals, looking for them. You're you're going to miss them pretty easily. And so, um, yeah, by that time. And I'm like, oh, great. You know, now these (laughs) $6,000 pair of snakes has mites and, you know, I'm going to, and so I read, you know, as much as I could, and I dealt with mites in the past, but like not at this level and not with rare expensive snakes. So I'm like. So I read, Oh yeah, you can treat them with frontline. So I start treating them with frontline and I go out to check out them and they're like, they're like almost lifeless. I'm like, Oh crap. And they're like twisting and like, I'm like, Oh crap. I just killed them with no, frontline. I'm like, man. no. And so then I'm like rinsing them off and like, you know, washing them off and everything. And, and uh, like give, compressing their lungs, trying to get them to breathe it, you know, good air. And I'm like, just scared these things are going to roll on me and i'm going to have to pay this guy six grand back and then you know so they they survived luckily and i was just like traumatized i'm like i got to get these things out of here so yeah, i'm waiting on the permits and then i get word back no we're not going to give you permits for these you know Even though I had all the documents, like the import permit stamped and, you know, all the legal, all the, all the paperwork and everything they're like, and they even, they exported them the year before for Nick mutton. So I'm like, Oh, it's a, it's a slam dunk. Of course they're going to give me, you know, they can't deny me permits when they gave somebody permits last, last year. And I'm like, I think they were were profiling. uh, Oh, it pissed me off so bad. And they were just like not willing to work with me at all you know and i'm just like oh you guys are they were the worst you so you gotta watch
0: that julian guy guys
2: bad news. yeah so then i then i had these rough scale pythons and so then i'm like yeah they're not gonna give me export permits and so the guy's like well i guess we'll sell them so i uh sold them and and i had them for you know several months after the whole frontline thing and uh and then you know they were just fine eating well and everything and then uh Casey bought them and he's read them several times so yeah they they uh they're they're pretty tough snakes i suppose but yeah that scared the crap out of me yeah there's
1: a, there's a fine line with the front line like i've heard there's if a you, fine front line I've, yeah i've, I've heard <laughs> if you overdo it like i've heard plenty of people be like i don't use front line i've killed snakes with front line yeah. all this stuff i swear by front line that's yeah. all i use i've never had even a hiccup with mm-hmm. frontline you know but i how
2: are you using it are you putting it on the snakes or well are you, what i've are you used doing?
1: it two different ways so if it's like a minor thing so for if i bring something home and so i use puppy pads during quarantine mm-hmm. and i take frontline and i spray the puppy pad and mm-hmm. i let it sit out under a fan for a couple minutes to completely dry and i actually mm-hmm. smell the puppy pad if i can still smell the alcohol and stuff then I keep letting it dry. But if I can't smell it anymore, then I'll put it in the cage. Haven't had any problems. If yeah. I've had a serious case, case which I've had before and had to treat my entire collection, I've, I have actually put it directly on the snake. And but I'm also very conservative with conservative with it. You know, I put a small spray on. You know, a set of gloves. Mm. I wipe it into my gloves, <laughs> and I wipe the snake. You know, and, yeah. and I put it. I don't spray it onto the snake you know i just kind of wipe it down you know make sure everything gets covered not to where it's like soaking you know but mm-hmm. to where i know i t- at least touched everything you know there's a couple couple of shiny parts across the snake you know and that that's been about it but like with that dude i haven't had you know a single issue You know, but again, with that, though, I wouldn't do that with a snake that needs heavy humidity, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously rough scales. I know they don't need, you know, insane humidity, but like a rainbow boa, I wouldn't dream of putting front line on a rainbow boa. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like that would be nothing but catastrophic, you know, Mm -hmm. but with carpets and colubrids and, you know, I treated a ton of colubrids, you know, like a couple of years ago. Mm And, you know, all my carpets and put it directly on the animals and Mm -hmm. I haven't had a single problem. But I've heard plenty of people that were like, you know, because you have those guys that are like, Yeah, frontline, you know, then you have those guys that are like, nah. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think it's all just a matter of, you know, how much you use and you know, because I'm also I'm also like I'm I'm lenient with it, you know, I'm very conservative with it when I treat. And then I don't treat that often. You know, I'll treat once and then two weeks later I'll treat again. And then that's it. That's mm-hmm. all I'll do. Cause theoretically the Not way front line, the theoretically the way frontline is supposed to work If the, if the, if the case isn't that severe, you'll wipe the snake down, it'll get into their bloodstream. And then like, it'll be in their bloodstream long enough for the eggs in the cage to hatch, come feed and then die. And then your yeah. cycle is broken. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it should theoretically get all both both cycles of theoretically communism should work. Yeah, but that's also (laughs) what but that's why you that's why you do. That's why I personally now granted some people do more, but that's why I personally do the second treatment and then write it out for a while and make sure that we're not having any other problems. But I yeah, don't, right. I don't like the treat, you know, three, four, five, six times, you know, like I'll do two or three treatments at most with the front line and then I cut it off, you know, and mm-hmm. then monitor, monitor from there and see if anything else needs to happen. Cause I think if you overload their system with it, you'll definitely, definitely have some problems. Cause I mean, it's poison. you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's what it is. <laughs> uh-huh. so, so it's, <laughs> But a t- yeah. a tiny a tiny little bottle of frontline, you know, that big, the smallest bottle you can get on Amazon last me, you know, yeah. months you know, into a year, you know. Mm-hmm. Like that I usually don't even use all of it, you know. But I have yeah. a bottle that stays on site for, you know, uh, you know, anything new that comes in and stuff like that. But
0: yeah, I'd- wait, you still have my bottle?
1: No, we've been over this. We've been <laughs> over this. I gave you your bottle back and I bought my own. I do not have your bottle. <laughs> I have my own bottle now. In fact, I think you bummed my bottle one time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't have a lot of stuff coming in, so yeah. I don't I don't have many new yeah any new projects really in since a couple years I guess. So
1: that's yeah. that's where I'm trying to get. Like you know, I went on this gluberd phase, and I'm really I'm literally this year I should hopefully have pretty much everything that. You know, I was shooting mm-hmm. for, for the most part. There might be a couple other things here and there, but yeah. you know, that's why I wanted to pretty much get everything at once. So I spent a ton of money last year getting all the kluberts <laughs> that I want. You know, but I got to a point where it's like, okay, you know, I'm good. Like there's a couple <laughs> other projects I want, but like now it's just raising stuff and I'm yeah. expanding. You know, I got to where I wanted to be, and I'm very, very happy get, with the stuff I've gotten. And, you get you to know. a point
0: where if you want more of something, you just make it yourself.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pretty much. <laughs> you know, I've thought about expanding. Like there's a couple projects, like my DeKurtz rats, I will probably expand on them specifically more in the future because they are a very specific project and not a lot of people work with them and and i just i love them they're some mm. of my favorite rat snakes so mm. i
2: don't, don't think like i've heard
3: of those they're, they're just glorified everglades they're, the curds
1: the <laughs> are a southern key largo florida you know i guess you could say yellow type I guess mm-hmm. you know, like I guess they would fall under that category, but they're this—they're the most unique-looking rat snake I've ever seen. They're—they're yeah. they're this. I've seen them from you. know, I went to Chris Montrose's place, and he it's has clearly never adult. seen a
0: Baird's rat.
1: Well, and then, but that—but that—that's what the, kind of what they remind me of, you know, the dynamic you between dare them and that. how di- <laughs> and how different they are, you know, like they're really not. I'm not saying they look similar, but like kind of the dynamic of bears is similar to the Dekerts. You know, I've seen some Mm -hmm. that are way more purpley, you know, and have this like crazy hue coming up, you know, and then some, they're just more like on the tan side and Mm -hmm. brown. And they're just really, really different. They act unlike any other rat snake. They cling really hard. You know, a lot of my yellows, they'll just flail, you know, they'll Mm -hmm. just dive off into the abyss if they can. But like my Dekerts, They'll wrap around my finger and actually like cling to you, you know. Like they don't mm. want to fall, you know. They're very, just hmm. very unique snakes, and they can get really big, you know. And yeah. kind of like that classic yellow rat, you know. And I don't know, they're just they're really really neat, but they come from the southern Key Largo area of Florida, and they're just like their own little their their own little type of rat snake, you know. I'm pretty sure mm. they're cons I'm pretty sure they're considered a yellow type. You know, but they're just dekerts. You know, they're great. Yeah. They're great little snakes, man. They're so cool. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, oh, I hate to say it, but I, rat snakes have never really done much for me. I don't know. Yeah. I've never been able to get into them for some reason. I've really,
0: never had rhinos. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they, they are cool looking, yeah, but uh, you, yeah, I, I don't it's, know. I,
1: it's a tight man. You know, you got a love angel, for yeah. me. For me, and that's the thing. Like, I don't love like. You know, when I was younger, I was really into some of the old world rats. Like that was kind of the route I wanted to go. And I, you know, changed gears as I, you know, got older and stuff. But the old world rats, you know, really intrigue me. But like never, like, I don't have a lot of desire to keep them. But like the new world rats, man, I mean, it's just for me, it's it's the start of my herpetoculture Kind of yeah. career, you know, like yeah. that's where yeah. I started. You know, the first thing I ever caught was a baby yellow rat. Yeah. You know, and that's
2: kind of how pituophis for me, same kind yeah. of thing. Like the, I yeah. love the, the uh, Great Basin gopher snakes, mm-hmm. the uh out here, but like the other stuff back east doesn't do a lot. I, mean, I have pine snakes are all right, but I yeah, yeah, I don't get excited about bull snakes, but I love gopher snakes. They're really yeah. cool.
3: I'm kind of thinking there was a way, species
0: dude. we were talking about with with. Westmoreland, the ones that have like the stripes on the neck, like subox.
2: They the uh, cape, the like cape, like cape they're the baja, baja gophers.
0: The baja. I was California just amazed gophers at how food. much like a like a subox their pattern was. I thought it was really cool.
1: You mean a office? Yeah. Yeah, most likely the, um, the like the, the bajas. I would say, yeah, the lineatus. Uh, I, believe, I don't though.
2: know the, the species name on that.
1: I'm trying to remember the yeah bajas, yeah. But I believe you're talking about the Bajas, Chris. Lineata colors, yeah. They're very like middle com- American
2: gopher. Oh. They're yeah, they're, very- they're gorgeous. They're like a lot of reds and yeah, yeah they're cool They're very
1: looking. uncommonly bred. A lot of yeah. people have them, but not nearly as many people have success. I'd like men.
2: to. I'd like to go her Baja. That'd be yeah. a cool trip. Yeah, I'm, I'm going awesome. down to kind of mainland on the on the gulf of california this in october with a buddy so see if i can find a boa or something down there but yeah yeah, it would be i would
1: i would love to find baja rat snakes man Mm -hmm. oh my god those are (laughs) you know the green the green rats and the baja rats like oh my god i want to keep them so badly (laughs) like if i Lasik
2: produced a bunch of green rats over the last couple years he's he's doing really well
1: If I can get green rats, I might try it. But like, I'm also worried about it because it's so, it's so humid here, you know, like even if I only gave them water one or two days out of the week, like I think that wouldn't
0: that keeping would be the be huge, you
1: know. Like it's, it's <laughs> We're so... in a drop
0: of humidity in that. Yeah, night. keeping with yeah. lights and, yeah, it's like dude. Negative, yeah. negative humidity in that.
1: <laughs> but even that, I think if you kept, you know, green rats, you know, with lights and like a display and stuff like that, I almost wonder how well they would do because they're so seclusive, you know, there's such a hideaway snake that like i would worry that like in an actual cage they don't they won't do too hot until they're bigger at least you know and, yeah i'm
2: sure they're getting like you know microclimate humidity and down a burrow or something so yeah you're giving they just have the ability
0: to get away from it yeah Yeah. Yeah.
1: that would be true maybe treat it more like you know give them give them fresh water for a couple days out of the week and then pull it out I I've always heard high ventilation is the key for anything like that it's just like insanely high ventilation that a very small water dish you know Mm -hmm. so I almost wonder if you didn't oh excuse me if you didn't, if you didn't treat them more like a rosy bow and give give them, yeah. you know, water a couple of days out of the week, versus a constant access of a very small water dish, you know, of how mm-hmm. well they would do, you know.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, crazy, Casey's crazy. up in Washington in Seattle area. It's pretty rainy yeah. up there. So. Yeah, that's that's a good point. He's doing all right with them.
1: Yeah. So. yeah I've, I he's the only person I've seen really producing them.
3: Yeah.
0: But, in any serious numbers yeah 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 no, but they are
1: yeah. oh my god dude those are green someone, rats,
0: someone really has to convince you. him to get on a podcast man <laughs> yeah good luck <laughs> like,
2: I, I know herping with him in uh march we went i was at a, co- a conference in seattle and he picked me up and we went out west herping and had some nice conversations and like i was i was thinking oh maybe i'll ask him if he'll come on reptile fight club or something you know but Like nipped that in the bud pretty early. He's like, Yeah, people keep trying to get me to come on their podcast. I'm just not interested. And I'm like, message received.
0: I won't say a thing. If we all get like a petition (laughs) or something and he sees how many people.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Even
0: if we'll even make it a 30 minute show. We'll try to cram as much into that as possible. Like yeah we were I tried about to it on Monday and I was like if Bert can't get him on then yeah. like nobody can yeah. like
2: I tra- I told him like you know I, I, you ought to write a book or just get your information something, out there somehow something, you know? yeah. and, something. and he was worried about you know his past indiscretions coming back to Haunt him, or you know, reflect poorly on his family. You know, he's worried about his family,
0: and I, mean, you know, I can understand that. Yeah, I get it. There's but nothing it, was, that has to even be talked about or mentioned. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, it's like and what are you I. Doing I
2: I yeah. think you know, if he's out there putting the narrative out there, I, I guess I look at uh, like Crutchfield, you know, he kind of rewrote yeah. himself and you know, into this uh, di- different guy than he was before, you know, and he's yeah. had all sorts of crazy, I mean, yeah, I like guy Cr- got shot on his property for crying, you know, he shot his business partner, so but yeah, he's think, you know, kind of reinvented himself to some extent, and
1: I, I think that's yeah. the difference with Crutchfield is like, granted, yeah, Crutchfield was like yeah he did a lot of shady stuff and there was but a the, book, a book written time. about him yeah, in that and, regard yeah. yeah you know. and he like,
2: he's controlling the narrative because he's yeah, putting it out there he's in like, shows he's he owns you know, it you know yeah, like he yeah. tells
1: people he doesn't hide it it's like yeah mm-hmm. i did this stuff you know and he's trying to change the narrative and like i and i respect him for that yeah. but like, like am i gonna say he's my favorite perper out there no you know but you know he's you know i respect him for the fact that he like he he owns it i mean he was on tiger king for fuck's sake
3: no
2: there, there's apparently there's a show of him seconds. coming out yeah like oh, he, really? th- yeah that's what phil is saying that there's gonna be a tiger king but with reptiles and it's about crutchfield i thought no way the- so, oh yeah, that should God. be fun for the hobby. Yeah,
1: no, it will be. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 that'll be yeah. great. I don't, that'll no, make I'm
2: sure all everything all will reflect is. well on us, you know? Yeah. yeah <laughs> There'll be I'm nothing serious. we have to worry about. Tiger King yeah, did plenty of
0: great things for the big cat people.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Jesus. like I don't yeah. know like Crutchfield that, that's one of those gray areas like you kind of mm. have to respect the dude but at the same time he doesn't have to be your favorite person <laughs> yeah you know it's one of those things like yeah but like I said you know I respect the fact that he owns what he did and yeah you know like when we talk well, and, about I mean him, we
2: we have a lot of things in ca- you know in yeah. captivity because of him and and because yeah. of some of the efforts he did and some of those yeah. other guys I mean like it or not you know that was kind of the way that we got all this Australian stuff yeah. With- people like, like crutchfield and hank molt and you know mm, casey and yeah. You know, we talked
1: about it with you know going back to you know our conversation with Derek roddy you know mm-hmm. that got brought up and it's like yeah it's like yeah you can judge him all you want but like mm-hmm. if it wasn't for him we may yeah. not have a lot of the shit that we have now yeah i so I, I will like, never fault
2: anybody for that <laughs> like you know because you know? that's unfortunately that's the way they've kind of forced it on us you know they're the reason you have inland carpets exactly you know and rough scales probably yeah
3: that yeah that
2: was a little almost well yeah i don't know how much i can say about that but yeah (laughs) uh, that was kind of by design that they they made their way into the hobby And, and guess what nobody's poaching rough scales it's not worth it to go to the kimberley to try to catch one out of the wild uh, easy to get there anyways yeah yeah, dude
1: talking to jake uh jake many is his last name yeah Yeah, yeah. he's a cool guy he told me he was like yeah dude a buddy of mine just gave me a pair of scales the other day i was like dude fuck you it's like the starter kit for australian
2: herbiculture (laughs)
1: i would love to have rough scales those are the old pretty much at this point in like my keeping career and i'm even considering Sliming down some carpets and stuff and you know as far as python goes like i've fallen so in love with the collubrid aspect of things like i'm really not trying to expand on pythons much but like taking scales. the mcintyre
2: route yeah like i'm <laughs> really, moving away I, from python
1: <laughs> I, I really love i've really fallen in love with you and it's not even like because like you know, i feel like owen is more kind of towards like the old world collubrid yeah. stuff like i don't keep any old world stuff as you like, should be they fascinate <laughs> me they fascinate me they're really cool but i love my north american rat snakes man like they're mm-hmm. they must and they're nasty and they shit <laughs> all the time but god damn it i love those things so much yeah they're so beautiful much, snakes there's know? a lot of
2: cool yeah, for sure yeah.
1: you know so it's it's just one of those things where like but you know, but I still love my carpets. I will always have carpets in my collection no matter what, you know. But mm-hmm. as far as pythons go, like rough scales are the one that like as soon as I have the cash to to spend on some rough scales, like I will 100% backwards and forwards get rough scales. I think they are <laughs> one of the coolest pythons out there. They're so neat. Yeah. But it's so funny, like here they're still like no they, they've dropped in price like a ton like mm-hmm. lately but even still they're not super cheap snakes but yeah. in australia the yeah. fact that people are giving them away blows my mind like, <laughs> yeah they they, they
2: were they had a like just they were pretty high priced uh, out of the front and then they were pretty easy to breed so everybody yeah. bred them and then there was a ton on the market and then all of a sudden they just dropped like a rock in value and then yeah all of a sudden you've got all these rough scales that you can't give away <laughs> yeah. some people would like sneak them into a box with other stuff and like ah why'd you send me a rough yeah scale why'd it? you do it it's like come on this is like the rarest python in the world you know that's yeah it's pretty crazy how that's yeah. going. It's yeah. crazy, man. But oh, yeah, Peter would... Peter Birch built a really cool cage for his rough scales. That's nice. like that's a that's what I'd like to do with them. Yeah. That'd be fun.
1: That's what I would yeah. do, man. And that's kind of also why I've thought about slimming down the carpets, you know, because the colubrids I deal with on such a bigger aspect. You know, right now I have I have almost double the colubrids, and every single one of them is North American compared to the Pythons, where, you know, I've got yeah. Yeah, I've I've slimmed down. You know, my whole carpet thing, like I went through, I lost quite a few animals with, you know, the whole Nido thing. Everybody knows about that, you know, Mm -hmm. I was, I was very open about that whole thing, Yeah. but I lost quite a few carpets. So now I'm sitting around 20 of them and yeah, I'm thinking Mm -hmm. about slimming down to just like a, a select couple, you know, just really working, you know, a line of stuff, but Mm -mm. I don't know. It's a hard decision. Kind of waiting waiting to see how things (laughs) go with work. And stuff like yeah. that.
3: Yeah, you know, it's
2: kind of what I did with the ball pythons. I had a bunch of ball yeah. python projects, and I just wasn't really excited about them. I wasn't yeah. messing with them much, so I just sent them out on breeding loan. You know?
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, and they're that, cool, it, and it's fun to produce them. But it's like, if yeah. I if I'd rather, you know, what am I? What do I rather play with? And it's going to yeah. always going to be the carpets and the aspidites and the Antaresia mm-hmm. you know,
1: And that's kind of where I've come. Like I love I love my carpets to death, and I and I will have a group always but like i have found that like i just i spend more time with my colubrids you know Mm -hmm. like i granted you kind of have to like you have to clean them more you feed them more you know whatever but it's like i just i enjoy working them more than i do my carpets nowadays realistically Mm -hmm. like i don't neglect my carpets they still get fine care and they're doing great but it's like i just enjoy i've grown to enjoy my colubrids a lot more so it's like You know, at this point in life, do I think about you know slimming down the carpets and really like upping the care? You know, like do mm-hmm. I have a select like four or five animals that I have just like immaculate enclosures for, and yeah. you know, do a lot for the aspect of a small group, or do I keep yeah. working? You know, what I've worked so hard to build right now because that's the hard went, question,
2: isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's like man. you you go to sell them and you're like, yeah, I got to slim down, and then you go to sell them, you're like. Oh, i'm not selling that oh, I yeah. can't sell that I, I i've been holding on to that for 10 years i'm not selling that you know that's exactly a, that's man. a selectively bird line i'm not so sell- and then you're like yeah. oh wait i guess i can't slim down yeah and
1: yeah. that's and that's really where i'm at because like i look at a lot of the stuff you know i have a bunch of babies that i produced two years ago and mm-hmm. a couple of animals I, that i produced three years ago and i'm yeah. like you know because i te- i still have the first snake that i ever hatched you know mm-hmm. like i kept the carpet that hatched from my very first clutch I kept specifically because it was the first snake that I technically ever hatched. Oh, like it was the cool. first one out of the egg, you yeah. know? And so I was like, I'm keeping this, you know? And yeah, yeah. now I'm at the point where I'm like, man, like, do I need to move some stuff? And then like, I'm looking <laughs> and I'm like, you know, cause I've selectively Are you still talking? Bought- yeah i'm still talking <laughs> yeah you know, like i've Jesus. selectively bought you know all these poplins over the course of you know so many years and like i've gotten you know stuff that like you know the, the guy only bred them one time and like yeah. i was one of the few that got in on the clutch so i'm like yeah i don't want to sell, sell this but it's like yeah. i need to move stuff but like i can't just sell all males you know <laughs>
2: and, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm
1: in a really weird spot with the carpets. Like well, the death. I'm
2: day. just terrible at selling stuff anyway. Like yeah. I just don't never put up ads. I don't I'm, I'm just kind of a lazy salesman. So then I'm sitting on all these snakes and I'm yeah. like, I let should probably up. move these along. There's some really what, nice stuff in there. People know would know like them. those inlands when you are got some Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I suspect I'm not gonna have much of a problem with those, but I kind of yeah. focused on the Anteresia lately. So yeah. you know, most of the stuff I've got is is Antaresia and they're so cool i don't know like i, just, I love the anthills i just yeah
0: i think my days with Antaresia are just are done man but just, the western
2: stems are are very cool like they're they're anthill level for me little oh, really? yeah, they're, yeah yeah they're so just gorgeous snakes i'm yeah i'm really excited i just gotta those how do those, some, are
0: those what's like the wheat belt? Yeah, that's the western stems. Wee belts. Those are gorgeous. So so I've got
2: wee belts, and I've got some northern locality uh, western stems that are, (laughs) they're they're very different looking. You know, the the babies of the northern ones come out orange and brown really cool looking and then they kind of darken up as they get older but the the wheat belts kind of start out dark and they get lighter and more red as they get older and they kind of have that light background they're fantastic yeah Yeah. it's hard to beat those if anybody wants some wheat belts i've got quite a few of them (laughs) but i've kind of hoarded them but yeah i've done really well like you know every year i produced at least two or three clutches of them nice. so they do well here so
0: <laughs> the ant hills are so cool i just i uh, dealing with babies man i just don't know that i'd want to that's a because they're so yeah. damn small but like it sounds like they're they're the worst yeah, do part corn, the snakes, corn snakes
2: are small <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: but i don't have yeah. to try and offer those yeah five different kinds of scenting options to get them to freaking feed like <laughs> yeah. i cool i just usually resort set.
2: to to assist feeding just yeah. do like uh chicken baby food that's worked really well i just yeah. dropped
0: yeah. uh dropped that all that those corns and pretty much all of them mm. ate right off the bat so uh, I, it doesn't get better mm. than that
1: my mm-hmm. only <laughs> experience with Antaresia was kind of tainted and i know like it was nothing really i did or like yeah snake did i mean i guess or whatever But I bought a spotted python, you know, from asking around from some some people, you know, I had some people be like, you know, that's a children spotted cross, you know, (laughs) like, looking back now, I'm like, yeah, there's no way you could tell that, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, But I had this lone Antaresia, you know, I bought in Texas kind of on a whim. Because when I moved to Texas, I was kind of, you know, balls to the wall, bought whatever looked cool, you know, at the time, you know. Mm -hmm. So I had this lone male Antaresia and he did great for a very long time. He was eating fine and uh, I was about to upgrade him, you know, food size. And one day I walked in because I had him on like a standalone six quart because I bought him as a baby. He was super tiny, you know, but I had him in this standalone tub on heat and he was doing fine for months, months. I think I had him for, you know, a year plus. Mm-hmm. And one day I walked in and he had wedged himself in between the lid and this little lip, like mm-hmm. where the lid like hooked, where the little hook was yeah. on the lid of this tub. He had wedged himself in there and he was just dead. Uh, just like in between the lid in this way and he was laying just like across this thing and i was like Mm. what the hell yeah like did you suffocate sometimes snakes find
2: ways to kill themselves in really interesting i i had a female ball python that was it was huge female right Mm -hmm. and i had i had zip tied like the water dish to the side of the tub so it wouldn't spill you know and uh, she found a way to get between the water bowl and the and the sidewall where it was zip tied to and got stuck and was trying to, you know, get herself free. And I found her, you know, she hadn't died. So I cut her loose, and she had this huge, like, gaping wound in the side of her neck. And I'm oh, like, gosh. Oh my gosh, what are you? And like, it it healed up surprisingly fast, and she was just fine. But it was like, What are you trying to do here? Yeah. You know, yeah, are you it was, bored? You know, like, oh, yeah. I bet I could fit in there. <laughs> it was that yeah. same thing, man. Don't know what goes through their heads, but yeah. And
1: I've always been of the assumption. Like you know, eight nine times out of ten, if a snake can get in somewhere, it can get out.
2: Yeah, you know, unless yeah, it's usually like if that. they can fit their head through it. But I, yeah. I don't know, some of those heavy bodied snakes. Yeah, like, what are you but thinking? They, yeah, but
1: that's why it blew my mind so much with this baby Antaresia. You know, that's why mm. I wonder if was it something else or did he you know you know suffocate himself in this yeah. tiny wedge that he got into? You know, because he was perfectly just draped, like his tail was hanging. His mm-hmm. body was across the side and then yeah like was hanging down,
2: you know? Sounds so, like he got stuck and, yeah. Yeah, you out.
1: know, but it's like, you know, mm-hmm. I was always under the assumption that if he could get in, normally they can get out, you yeah. know? But, like, he just got stuck in there. And, like, after that, man, like, I was just like, yeah, I'm not really yeah. back into Antaresia, you know? <laughs> it's and, funny
2: how those events, like, can tarnish yeah. you for an entire group, you know? Yeah, like, man. Yeah, yeah. You associate that, that. Pain or whatever, yeah, emotional anguish with it. Yeah, because um, I loved that snake, yeah. dude. He was so yeah.
1: cool, and I was looking at the more, yeah. and like I really thought they were cool. And mm-hmm. I don't know, man, that whole thing has turned me out now. Granted, I still but like maybe one day I would like to keep them again, you know, but like yeah. right now, after all that, it was just like, man, it just shot me down with the whole interregion side of things. I was like, wow, yeah. you know, I'll let let other people deal with them and enjoy them from afar yeah but they, they are yeah, I, super cool snakes man it wasn't until i saw so i like the indonesian stuff a little bit more than Australian. now you know keeping popping carpets you know i like the mm-hmm. Indo stuff
2: yeah i'm the opposite and, and if uh, it, yeah. above australia i lose interest yeah yeah
1: yeah <laughs> Yeah. But um, I saw Dan Maleri bred uh-huh. Indonesian spotted, spotted pythons, and I was like, yo, that yep. <laughs> would be something I would get. That's yeah. so cool. You know, Sick, but...
0: nasty, dope. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bro, I'd, I'd like to get some of those at some point. Yeah. yeah.
1: Really neat yeah. things, man but that's also goes into locality sides of things i love locality animals that's why i've gotten so into the collubrids man just all you love everything all the different (laughs) locality there's too many cool stuff county by county animals man that's just like that's the coolest thing to me you know if you can get like county locality animals that's like oh i love it
2: yeah i love it (laughs) or or road uh you know road locality like the mile marker whatever Yeah. yeah yeah Those they have been, the, are crazy
1: a lot of the like the transpecos guys you know like yeah. highway 70 you know yeah. <laughs> like damn man that's, <laughs> that's, that's pretty wild. cool it's so cool though i love it i love you know the locality stuff like that man. yeah it's just, it, that's really and that's why like i've fallen so far for the colubrids you, know, you have so much more of that like specific locality stuff and it's mm-hmm. just like it's just neat to me you know especially since you know a lot of stuff that i keep i could technically drive a couple hours and be there to, you, know, to, mm-hmm. you know to find you know yeah collect, yeah you know, it's
2: cool stuff. when you've been there we we went yeah. looking for uh wheat belt stimpsons in the wheat Belt. Yeah. And found found one you know it's <laughs> crazy yeah man. it was pretty cool we, that's uh, awesome yeah so that's, that's yeah, you you like to see um, I don't know. I like my herp collection. I like to remember my herp trips by, you know. So that's hard when I've been doing more North American trips now and not uh, less uh, Australian trips. So well, I'm that like, means you now you gotta I'm like, oh, I than- got to get more North American. Yeah, I was about saying, that just means you got yeah. some North American stuff. I man. I did. I, I do have some shovel nose snakes, and those are nice. those are fantastic. Yeah. They're a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, that's and cool. They, they've done really well for the most part. I, I had one that. I thought was eating and then I found all these, uh, insects in its cage and it was not eating. So, I, ah, and then I so. tried to assist feed it and that just pushed it over the edge. So I felt kind of bad about that one, but the, mm-hmm. the other three that I have are doing fantastically well. They're, they're, they're pretty, uh, tough snakes. So
1: very cool. You know. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's definitely still on the Still on the bucket list one day to go and see a carpet in the yeah. in the wild, but that, that might be a might Can't be Can't wait to get
2: back. I, I, yeah. I need to get back there soon. <laughs> yeah, dude. I yeah. would
1: love to make a trip like that. You know? Oh, that's fun. Like talk, just even talking to Justin about when he went to West Texas with you guys, mm-hmm. man. Like that, that drove me nuts. I was in yeah. such a, I was in such a weird place in life back then, you know. And like yeah. getting out and doing something like that just sounded like so amazing, man. Because like me, like that's where it started with like herping with me. Yeah. Like I love, I love it so much. And yeah. Justin told me he was going to West Texas. I was like, man. <laughs> like then I heard he was going with you and Burke, and I was like, screw you, dude. Like uh, that's yeah but that's i love it man It's awesome
0: we blame yeah. the kathy bates in misery-esque relationship you were in at the time yeah
1: yeah, yeah. 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 whose name we don't speak of as my, <laughs> as my sister said the other day <laughs> yeah. it's but, funny
2: how those, those uh other genders can uh
0: Rip you up a bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am actually yeah, yeah. legitimately surprised she didn't put a block between your legs and break your ankles. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised I'm uh, still
1: alive some days.
0: <laughs> but yeah, yeah my son I had
2: have. a similar experience. Yeah, it messed him
0: up pretty good. Yeah, the moral so, of the story is girls yeah, are another trouble. <laughs> yeah, but, but
2: man, dude, it's, yeah. it's it except my it's,
0: wife. She's
2: great. Yeah. That's right. Mine
0: too. It's,
1: it's, it's funny, funny though, absolutely. man, because like, yeah. it's, it's really like, your perspective completely changes when you get when you're with somebody that like truly supports you through the hobby, you know, because mm-hmm. it's it's not well, thanks,
0: buddy. I feel the same way about you. Thanks, man. <laughs> you know, it's not an
1: easy thing to put up with, you know, any yeah. significant other, like you if you're dating somebody in the reptile industry, especially on a bigger yeah. scale, like you gotta put up with a lot of shit. You know, it's not (laughs) easy. You know, so like when you find somebody that really puts up with it, it makes like the biggest difference in your life. You know, like I'm with you know the girl I'm I'm with now. We've been going out for a while now, and I mean, she's nothing but nothing but supportive. You know, like the other day, Mm -hmm. me and Justin went road cruising on Ladies Island. It was literally like, hey, I'm going cruising with Justin. She's okay. I'll see you tonight. (laughs) <laughs> that has never happened to me yeah. before in my life, you know. Yeah. So it's, you now you know what
2: to look for, you know. Yeah, yeah. you
1: know it, it makes yeah. it makes a night and day difference, man. Yeah. You know it's it's really amazing, and it's made my life. So much better as far no, as like keep, awesome. the, the keeping aspect of it, you know. It's mm-hmm. it's 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 amazing. Yeah, you know, when you find that person that knows that that understands the passion and the love you have mm-hmm. for it, like it makes your life a million a million times better. You know. Yeah. You you both know that because you've yeah. been in it for a while. I I have not been, so this yeah. is very this has been very refreshing for me. You know.
2: That was our last Reptile Fight Club. I had my wife on and we talked. Yeah, <laughs> about- <laughs> <We're laughs> listen to. Yeah, 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 the pros and cons of being married to a herper. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, she tore into me pretty good.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, she was she was pre- she's she's a wonderful spouse. Yeah, yeah she's great. I I guess a lot of times you know maybe we don't see it you know on our side. Like yeah, how much we're uh, you know asking of people. And, yeah, yeah, how much of a pain spouse. in the ass we are. <laughs> yeah, <but> yeah 100%. <laughs> exactly. That's
1: so. why like anything else, dude, like I'll go balls to the wall. Like whatever yeah. you need, like yeah. I got you. Yeah. Like, you know, whatever you want, like, you know, you you deal with so much crap with what I do, like, no matter what you want. Like, I got yep.
2: you. Like, it's all about it's, balance. You gotta yeah. balance out our our insanity with exactly. you know their their uh, needs as well. So exactly. That yeah. can be tricky to <laughs> to remember yep. sometimes when you yep. I gotta go find that snake. I gotta <laughs> got to get out there <laughs>
1: yeah oh yeah for sure and yeah. you're gone for you know weekends yeah. or weeks at a time you know yeah, looking man. for snakes and you know stuff like that or reptile shows and mm-hmm. all the all there's the a stuff,
0: reason journey so. wrote a song about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah it's uh it definitely, it definitely makes your life a lot a lot a lot easier
2: like yeah yep. yeah If you've got somebody that supports you and and can help you with your insanity.
1: Yeah. yeah, That's that's all it is. You know, and it's like, we never ask that you be a part of it. That's the thing. I've never asked somebody to be a part of what I do. I just ask that you support it. Yeah. You know, just, just support it. You don't have to be in there with me. You don't have to touch them. Like, I don't (laughs) care if you think they're nasty, but just don't prevent me from doing it. Yeah. That's all that I ask, Yeah, you know, because it's certainly not for everybody.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's true.
0: <laughs> well, well, Justin, you I'm got so glad else. Jake could join us for this episode of PHP.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> an entire three quarters of an outline. On yeah, touch.
1: we we really didn't. Hit oh wow, most we, of that outline at all. We've been going okay. for a while too. Yeah. Hey. <laughs>
2: It's last minute, you know. It's yeah, all good. Hey, it's, it's all good, all Good, good to catch good. up with you guys. <laughs> yeah,
1: good conversation as yeah, always,
2: for sure. Now.
1: What? But,
0: uh... Where can people find the Fight Club?
2: Um, we've got a Facebook page. I don't know how active we are on there, but yeah, check it out on Morelia Python Network and where you find your podcasts, I suppose. Reptile Fight Club. So, what's yeah, the status?
0: What's the status of the book?
2: Um, blue line is approved. We should see copies soon. I emailed Bob to ask him a couple days ago, but I haven't heard back yet. So I'm, I'm expecting, you know, there's always delays with everything now oh, since yeah. COVID, but yeah. uh, hopefully, I mean, he was, he thought by the end of the month, but uh, I, I guess I wouldn't hold my breath, but I also wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden he's like, yeah, I got copies. You're headed your way. So nice. we'll see how it goes, but yeah, I'm, I'm, oh. So okay. excited to have that thing in hand. Have it. Yeah,
1: man. Yeah. It's gonna be, so, a, gotta be a good
2: 650-page behemoth, man. This is so
1: a... with with that. So I'm yeah. gonna ask the dumb question uh, because I I'm not In social media. I rap pretty much at all nowadays. I don't get on Facebook, or I got on Instagram to post, hipster. and and that's about it, you know. And no, yeah. it's not it's not hipster, it's anxiety, you know. That's <laughs> that's all that is. Uh, um, but so like I'm not I'm not hip to what. But a lot is going on. So like this is a field herping book that you've that you've written, you No, know, this or... is
2: the the second edition of the Complete Carpet Python. Oh, so oh the, this is the complete the carpet. The more python. complete carpet python, oh, I guess. Okay. Take 2. Yeah, so thought... basically we rewrote right a, a lot of it. It's it's basically a new book, but it does have a chapter on field herping, so okay, yeah. we now, threw, Justin, threw that in there to yeah.
1: I thought Justin when he sent me the outline, I thought he said field herping, which I may have yeah. misread.
0: That was Justin. on the docket, but Okay. yeah talk about a little bit we did okay. talk about some of the stuff yeah but yeah, yeah I, okay. I didn't i've been know doing
2: a bit, then... a few herb field herping trips with uh, yeah. rob and, and yeah and a couple NPR of them. boys yeah so yeah. i thought
1: i thought this was a field herping book like, oh gotcha. i was like oh boy like, <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> Yeah, well, just, okay, yeah, just just a do, chapter, kind of some general yeah, stuff. But, okay. Yeah. But I
1: do know about the Complete Carver Python 2nd mm-hmm, edition. Yeah. Like I do I'm not that out of the loop. Okay. It, yeah. I do know that's coming
2: <laughs> out. Well, we've <laughs> been we've been having it forthcoming for the last 2 years. Yeah. So, yeah yeah it's it's been a a journey man i yeah i don't know i you know we thought we were kind of done with it a a year ago and then it's like no you got to do this and editing process takes forever but yeah hopefully it's i mean we've approved it so it's all you know it's just in the printer's hands now so it looks good when when are you doing
0: another chondro book
2: yeah (laughs) we we've talked a little bit about that i i've got some some uh some ideas out Ooh. there but yeah um there's another one before that so let's we'll see when we can get that one out i want to write hey. one
0: on baird's but i yeah. feel like it'd be about 15 pages long <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well uh was the did, were they com- included in the complete suboc or no they were it was were like
0: they? eight pretty much my entire book idea it was in mm-hmm. eight pages it was right there like, i know so i don't I even know, need to write it
2: i know that one gave a uh, gave Bob a lot of anxiety cuz I I I mean it's a cool book and it's very it's thorough awesome book, but it was just had such a limited audience that man. Bob was sitting on a lot of copies and so when we're like yeah we want to write a carpet book he's like, he's like oh god I, I don't know but uh you know he he gave us a chance and we sold out the first edition so that that was good It you know it took a few years but yeah so I think we timed it okay with the second edition. I mean, people are a little anxious right now wanting it to get out because they can't buy the first edition. So hopefully yeah. it's out soon. Yeah, yeah. But, I guess
0: he's but, in kind of a position where it's like the the initial run has to be right because if yeah. you don't have enough, then it's probably expensive to to yeah. do another run of them. And like, yeah. so there's probably Could a sweet spot I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I
2: wondered because they they put out that uh, snakes of arizona book that's like yeah. 800 pages or something it's huge and it costs like 50 bucks i'm like how how is this so cheap it's a hardbound like larger size book mm-hmm. and it's 800 pages and it's fantastic and I'm like how are you selling this for 50 bucks he's like well we got funding we got a grant you know to write this book so yeah. I'm like I, I want a grant to write a book <laughs> yeah. sounds, like a, sounds like a sweet yeah. deal <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually,
1: I actually have both of those books I have Snakes yeah. in Arizona and I have the Complete Carpet Python
2: alright so yeah. go. <laughs> I got that
1: can't say I've read both of them cover to cover <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh yeah. I'm in the same way. (laughs) Yeah. I've read a few, few chapters in the snakes of Arizona. That's some good stuff, but Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I, I definitely need to try and take more time out to read more often, you know, nowadays, yeah. man, like work is so crazy. I'm balls to the wall with work, mm-hmm. and then with the snakes now, and then you know, trying to maintain a healthy relationship. It's either it's work, then it's snakes, and the days, you know, Kayla and I have off together, which are far and few between because she works so much. As it is, you know, the days we have off together, you know, yeah. we spend together. And then the yeah. days, the days we're apart, I'm doing snakes, you know. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's constant, man. It's all that it's balance
2: on. stuff. Like I've been. Yeah. I've been reading it while I eat breakfast. Like that's when I get yeah. my, my reading in. And yeah, like yeah. when I was writing the books, I was uh, commuting to work on the bus. So I'd write while I was on the oh, bus. And idea. that was like, you know, 30 minutes in and 30 minutes back. So I'd have an hour a day to write. And so, you know, that worked out pretty well. So that's kind of, you know, you find little slots of time here, or there, mm-hmm. to write stuff. And, you know, I, I don't know that it necessarily, I, I mean, we, books are hard because once you publish it it's like out of date you know like something new gets released but you know what's the alternative i i don't know i think there's always going to be a place for books and always uh, it's there's just something about having a book in your hands versus a digital copy or you know those kind of things i just like books and i think a lot of people feel that way so i don't see them going anywhere you know, going away anytime soon. But, yeah, um, you know, it's a, yeah. it's a fine line between, you know, having something just be a flop or, you know, being profitable or uh, finding a publisher that'll do it. You know, that's kind of a tricky thing with the green tree book. I uh, did a self-publishing option on that one. So that's been really yeah. kind of a cool way to do it. Cause I don't have to ship them out or anything. They just buy them from Amazon, you know, and nice. i'll buy i'll buy some copies and keep them on hand in case somebody wants one yeah um but but for the most part it's just like print to print to ship kind of thing yeah, so yeah, yeah that makes i've
0: everything got a lot easier. i've got two two books that i i started working on writing mm-hmm. not very far like we're talking like less than 20 pages in yeah it's one of those things where it's like i always want to write but when it comes yeah. to actually making myself physically sit down and do it uninterrupted that is very, very, very difficult. And I don't yeah. know
2: why. It is. It's it's a like it's, it's not like that I don't those, want to. Yeah. I I understand that completely because yeah, it's, it's like you you really want to do it, but then yeah, you just kind of have to set aside the time or make a schedule for yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what um having a good co-author does is it like kind of pushes you because they're like, Hey, I did this today. What did you do? You know, yeah. And that's yeah. kind of what Nick is Nick's been a really good co-author in that regard because he'll he'll push you to, to write more and things like that. Yeah. So it keep you on schedule. Hey, uh, you know, you've been working on it. What you, what, you, what have you got lately kind of thing? So that's yeah. very helpful. So if you, if you don't, you know, don't have that driving, sometimes it makes it a little more difficult, but yeah, writing a book by yourself can, can be a tricky venture.
1: <laughs> and let's face it, man, writing a book in general, whether it be by yourself with the co-author or whatever, like that's not, not an easy task you know it's, <laughs> yeah, it's
2: definitely a labor of love because it's not yeah. very profitable Easy, yeah that's you're what you kind of donating to your time it. and energy and yeah. you know, brain power and you really and you know right like i, I like kind of writing the science, more scientifically minded books where i'm i'm kind of digesting the literature and and putting it in a readable form kind of thing for the for the average uh reader and so mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're reading a lot of papers and, you know, you're, you'll read a whole paper and get like maybe a sentence out of it for your book, you know? So it's like a lot of effort that way. So you got to set aside time to do that too. Uh, yeah. so I don't know. It's, it's fun though. And, and I, I, I've thought about doing kind of shorter versions or something like maybe kid versions or, or, right. you know, kind of summary versions like that booklets, are smaller and cheaper. Like yeah, Like a $10 yeah. book kind of thing Yeah. on. You know? I don't know. I I really think there's room for all sorts of literature. Dude,
1: th- I think there would be a big market, you know, if you look at Carp Python specifically, if you made like small, you know, short booklets for each mm-hmm. subspecies, you know, yeah. like yeah, you know, I think that cool. would be really cool, you know, one for poplins, mm-hmm. jungles, Coastals, you know, like yeah. it could be a really neat yeah, like you said, you know, 10 bucks, you know, you get a small, you know, however many pages, and a little book about the subspecies themselves. And I mean, yeah. that could be, that could actually be really neat.
2: There was a, there was a run of those, uh, from Australian authors that were like those kind of paper bound, you know, 30, yeah. 50 page books that were on yeah. different species. And they were, I think they were pretty cool. You know? Nice. I don't know. Yeah. Go for it, Justin. Write a book. <laughs> yeah. Write two books. Yeah. How about and, it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we were, we, we included a uh, chapter on Owen Pelley uh, pythons in the, the more complete carpet as well. And, and uh, we, you know, Gavin Bedford was like, I, we asked him, you know, if he had any pictures he wanted to put in the book and he's like, well, actually I'm writing a book on, on my own. And so I want to use my pictures for that book. And we're like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm excited for that, you know, bring it on, you know, the more the merrier kind of thing. So i think there's just room for for all sorts of stuff i i'm i'm very excited for gavin's book man that that guy is a wealth of information and uh so that'll be cool yeah but yeah it's sure. just yeah it's it can be a, a difficult and time-consuming process i think the complete Knobtail book took you know 7 years or something wow here. yeah so and, and, you know i went through a couple of different co-authors and <laughs> that kind of thing so it was uh <clears throat> again you know it can just be a uh labor of love you just got to kind of whittle away at it and eventually say okay this is good enough i'm putting it out there and yeah yeah and, and there were so a- many like self-publishing options with you know uh amazon and and mm-hmm. other you know, self-publishing options. So makes it pretty easy.
0: There was a point in time where, where Nipper and I were talking about doing an atherist book, but mm-hmm. it never, never came to fruition. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's tricky too. Cause I've, I've tried that where I've, you know, invited people to, to co-author it with me and i'm working away and and i'm like hey what you got you know send something my way i'll, I'll review it or look over it or whatever or incorporate it into this chapter or whatever oh uh, yeah i don't know oh, I, I forgot haven't, so, haven't i haven't mean, had time yet. yeah so like eventually they're like yeah i don't think i have time for this
0: See, i don't i i wouldn't even sign up for it if i didn't feel like yeah. You know, like <laughs> there's a certain like, level of responsibility at that point where it's like, exactly, oh, like, yeah, signed like, up for it. I got to deliver. I don't want to be yeah. the, the one slowing this. this Thanks for wasting down, my you know? time
2: there, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So that can be a little uh, frustrating, but I don't know. It's been a good experience overall. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah,
2: I've learned some lessons along the way but
0: you also have a brighter appreciation for that too after like the magazine and stuff and people saying they're going to get yeah. stuff to you and then it never happens and you're yeah. like, "Okay, i'm never going to do this with someone else like yeah oh, it's frustrating
2: <laughs> right yeah <laughs> uh, plenty
0: of people want to write nobody's going to actually do it
2: yeah right. yeah it's a tricky thing that's hard i mean i i admire you guys for doing that you know the magazine for so long that's a. Uh, that's definitely a chore for sure to get people to write for you and keep a consistent, you know,
3: mm-hmm. uh,
2: group of articles coming out and stuff. That's no, no yeah. small feat.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I regret nothing. But, yeah.
3: yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. Sure. But then you got something, you know, you got, you got something to leave behind. <laughs> you yeah. got show you were here. <laughs> yeah,
3: for sure. Yeah.
1: But again, this was an awesome episode. Thank you, Justin, so much for coming on. You're, Bye. you're welcome. Oh, shut up! Nobody cares about you. <laughs> but yeah, this was great. Yeah, obviously we didn't get to a lot of the outline, but I thought we had a lot of good conversation throughout this episode. So yeah, it was a lot
2: of fun. Yeah, yeah, always, yeah. always,
1: always good to. Oh, get and Chuck,
2: up. Chuck says hi. Awesome.
1: Hey. Yeah, hey,
0: I've been meaning to get him on too. We've, yeah, we've yeah
2: his schedule's yeah. been crazy. Like oh awesome. man, he's get had a rough on. go lately. <laughs> yeah, man,
1: and I need to go. I need to go harping with you one of these days man yeah you gotta look at some birds catch some snakes so yeah I love to. Yeah, I'd love I need to,
2: to do it. need to plan a trip out east <laughs> yeah sure. man be Come would okay you on. I'll, I'll hit you up you when I'm out yeah bro. man yeah. spring
1: if you come springtime I can guarantee some stuff anytime right. any other time I can't guarantee <laughs> anything but okay time springtime, springtime I can put you on
2: it sounds good if you guys are ever out west yeah I can. Oh, dude, utah, take, yeah, utah yeah. is
1: like everybody i feel Gorgeous. like everybody judged me yeah. for being like i want to go to utah like but mm-hmm. i dude i want to go to utah hey, so bad five national parks like, don't lie man yeah man i would i would love to go out there even just for yeah. like the terrain i wouldn't yeah. have to find say it was like why do you want to go to utah i was like because it's pretty
2: yeah it's cool like, there's it's so many cool places state. yep for like, sure
1: Come on! Got it all. I still
0: still dream of being in Big Ben in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Watching out for those uh, landmines. That too. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Just just standing there in the darkness. Yeah. Yeah. The breeze Uh,
2: and just. That was an awesome trip. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Find those little banded geckos cruising out. Hundred degrees at midnight. Yeah.
1: Oh, dude, Uh, that's that's wild. Crazy. Crazy. But. Do it again. Done.
0: Yeah. This episode was brought to you by blackboxcages.com. Check them out. Facebook, Instagram, blackboxcages.com. You need a rack, you need a cage. Go check out their page.
1: Hit them up. Best of the best.
0: And Steve Snakuary and his Venom Hot Sauce. Check that out. Uh, SteveSnakuary.com. Help the guy out. He's doing good stuff. And if you like hot sauce, you're, you're getting the best of both worlds.
1: So, yeah. and you can check him out on Facebook and Instagram as well. He posts, he posts a lot. You know, he's posting all types of stuff of what he's doing. So keep he drinks keep straight out the to. bottle. Yeah, <laughs> Never seen
0: anybody do that. And the maniac, he's an animal, a manimal,
1: Mister Smiley, always in a good mood. Check him out.
0: All right, we'll be back for snakes and stogies on Monday, nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Thank you, everybody.
1: Rock and roll. Thanks, y'all. Everybody, have a good night, morning, evening, whenever you listen. Thank you. Bye.